0: Hold that. I want to talk about drugs. Heroin! No, not heroin. Speed! No, not speed. Hashish! No, not even hashish. Horse tranquilizers! No, not horse tranquilizers. I just heard about this new drug that makes you happy. I just want to say,
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Yours, Mine, and the Truth. My name is Travis Woloshin and this is a podcast about the texts of my youth and a journey and re-exploration of them and whether or not they are still good or whether or not they uh, kind of stink whether or not uh, maybe they're being better than I thought um, but it's but it's all it's more than that as we've said we we we're, we're, we're doing uh, we're doing God's work here uh, yeah, so I'm excited that you guys are back. I want to thank everybody for sticking with us and for, you know, reaching out and uh, letting me know how much they like the show. It means a lot. Got a lot of uh, positive feedback from the last one there, which is always a nice thing. Uh, before we continue, I should plug my other show, starting with Gideon, guys, that I do with my buddy Johnny Edgepeth, our weekly review of uh, the series DC's Legends of Tomorrow. We're going through season one I've never seen before. Johnny's a, a seasoned veteran, and he's uh, kind of seeing how, uh, uh, how, I, how I see the show evolve. That's been a lot of fun, uh, as always. Uh, also, every other Saturday, Johnny and Kelly and I like to go and... Uh, record a watch-through of an old uh, random WWF re- uh, wrestling card from 1980s where we don't know what's going to happen, and uh, that's called Mystery Titans Theatre, so you can see that on YouTube as well. Look for Mystery Titans Theatre Volume 2. We've got four episodes in the can there. I think it's really funny, and I think you will too. Um, but that leads us to, uh, our, uh, again, a new medium. We've gone from uh, pop music uh, here on YMT into uh, pro wrestling, which is on the the Pwam network, as we should mention. I, I should also mention there's a lot of other great shows here on the Pwam network. Look for that. And uh, we did comics last week, and today we finally go into what is actually uh, my favorite medium, and that is film. I've been uh, it's the one that I'm you know most closely attached to, the one that I've got at least a you know a sliver of experience in. I've uh, worked on a series of film sets in my life I've I've taught film at the high school level I you know took a number of courses in university and uh, beyond but uh uh yeah it's funny this is you know here we are in episode eight and this first time we're getting to the to the the films um and that's what it is is films because it's the first time as you're going to hear where we go head to head and and we may have uh you know that may be a, a recurring thing and just in case that is a recurring thing of head-to-heads, which I think it might be, we, we've, we've got some audio for that, as you will hear, when we were joined by very, very talented, uh, really funny guy, Adam Pateman. Uh, actor, comedian, writer—all sorts of uh, great things—and uh, we talked about uh, a couple of films that come, came to me personally via sketch comedy. Uh, sketch comedy of the '90s—I really, really liked. You know, that's when there was—you know—that's when Saturday Night Live had you know Mike Myers and the Dana Carvey years. I was way into that. Um, <clears throat> uh, also, you know, In Living Color was on. I don't really know how well that's aged, but I really liked that. Uh, Mr. Show, as you'll hear our our buddy mention uh, Adam here later, but also, uh, you know, the state even I I discovered later uh, through another, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, sketch comedy show called Mm -hmm. Viva Variety, uh, uh, which was pretty funny. But uh, I really loved uh, and are based out of, uh, you know, our our home and native land, Canada, uh, Kids in the Hall. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that came at just the great, the perfect time for when I was way into sketch comedy and wanted something a little weirder. Because yeah, I was starting to get into you know older stuff like uh, Monty Python, as i will mention. But it was always one of my favorite uh, sketch uh, comedy shows to watch for a number of reasons, and one of it being is like yeah, some great Canadian comedy and really unique and different and disturbing and and kind of groundbreaking in parts too. And I like that 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 combination. Uh, and i was it was yeah really kind of shaped uh, my humor for for many years to come uh so we're going to look at the two films that that sprung out of that that troupe, kids in the hall one being their first and only movie to date kids in the hall, kids in the hall brain candy as well as another movie that was kind of an offshoot that came out uh, just over a year later just under a year i'm not quite sure the exact timing but called the wrong guy that was Uh, kind of fronted by Dave Foley, uh, one of the members of the Kids in the Hall. So we're going to do a uh, side-by-side comparison, kind of go through the two films, and we'll see which one uh, comes out on top in the head-to-head in our first uh, film episode here on Yours, Mine, and the Truth. Enjoy, everybody. K. okay it's yours my name the truth hey how's it going everybody i am here uh to to explore the world of film for the first time with another old friend we like to say here we like to bring around old friends and this is uh, an old friend who i've worked with uh, a couple of times uh, most notably uh, I, uh, I wrote and directed a, a film that he was in for me and then we worked together on a, uh, a couple of things you know, on stage like uh, he, he had a show called Cluster Fun that I I did uh, something with. I worked, I collaborated with him on that and then with my uh, uh, writing collective or former writing collective, we're still out there, we're still writing <laughs> uh, Wolf Mountain, we did uh, we collaborated on a, a really fun project there but more recently is, you see him on He's an actor. He's a writer. Most recently, he's uh, wrote an episode for Ollie's Pack on Nickelodeon. This is my friend and yours, Adam Pateman. Adam, how you doing?
2: Oh, I'm great. How's it going, Travis? Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, thank you for being here. This is big time, man. This is cool. And this is good that I I, I wanted to bring you on because I know that, uh, you know, we share a lot of uh, the same taste in comedy. That's for sure. Uh, I, I know that because you make me laugh. Uh, I'd like to think from every now and again, I might, I might tickle your funny bone as well.
2: <laughs> Honestly, like, I remember I went I, I spent a weekend with you and a couple of friends and like I couldn't even believe how funny, uh-huh. like, I, it was just like, I, I was like, you know when you have like a slumber party when, like, when you're like in grade eight? You know, yeah. I, would, I would have like boy slumber parties. Yeah. And uh, we'd just like giggle yourself to death till yeah. like, 3.30 in the morning. That was you, you kept yeah. saying, Stephanie? Just, Persephone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was the funniest fucking weekend.
1: Yeah. So it's a delight. That was a friend's, thank yeah. Having yeah th- thank you. That was a friend's uh, bachelor party out, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, somewhere on the island. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to talk about comedy, uh, and we're going to talk about uh, some of our, even though I think we're probably about
2: five years apart, four or
1: five years apart
2: in age, me and you. Oh, I don't know. I was born uh, in 84.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I'm, tec- even...
2: I'm technically a millennial, and you're probably uh, technically X. A, a Gen
3: Xer.
1: Generation Karen,
2: Karen generation. Is that is that the thing? Is that the new? The yeah, new
1: said, like for a while, we were like ignored, and we didn't have anything, and then finally I saw that, and I'm like... Fuck yeah! Yeah, no, I'm like that's pretty good. That's a pretty good name.
2: Oh yeah, the Karen thing. I only found out that that was a thing recently. I was just like, it's a oh, slur,
1: so you know. I'm gonna bleep it. I'm probably gonna have to bleep it when we. I just, we I, just ho-
2: I, I hope it wasn't Dane Cook that that coined it
1: because, like, no, no, no. I no, don't want to no. give it to him. No, 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 no. Dane Cook now,
2: like, does anybody care about Dane Cook anymore? <laughs> <laughs> have He's you seen one? him? He's no. 98. <laughs> he has aged horribly that's <laughs> like... weird i thought that might happen i've heard
1: about that i've heard about that
2: yeah it's very odd
1: uh so yeah so we're gonna get into sketch comedy which is something that i know that you are uh, have a ton of uh experience in and, and also you've done stand-up you've written a lot of comedy as i mentioned some of these other things but we're into a, a 90s sketch comedy was when i was really just like that was like uh awaken, you know awakening for like comedy and uh in general and my taste in comedy would shape uh, kind of what I like uh, for still today. Go ahead.
2: Absolutely. And I, I, I gotta say to, to, to knock things off into like a nice little personal path. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I got into sketch comedy was because of uh, a mutual friend of ours, Max Mitchell, Yep. who he was like, Hey, I want to start this sketch comedy group and I want you to be in it. But he was somebody who, like, idolized you. And so his sense of humor and his... his I'm glad we got on, that on
1: tape. I'm glad we got that on tape.
2: <laughs> no, it's true, because he would constantly talk about you. and be yeah. like, oh, man. And then Travis showed me this hilarious show called Mr. Show. Have you seen Mr. Show? And I was like, mm. "Yeah, see have seen Mr. Show. And then, like, we became, like, partners in, in like, a couple of projects and yep. stuff. Yeah, yeah you know we become lifelong friends and stuff so it's funny cuz like i idolized max the same mm-hmm. way that max idolized wow. you right. I like so it was like we... this this weird passed down Sweet. torch of sort of like yeah. weird
1: and then we met each other liking. and we hit each other's fucking guts
2: yeah man i kicked Not... you right I, I kicked him in the chest
1: yeah it was i mean i i i called you a slur like yeah. ca- like yeah, that we cover. again like another one we can't repeat
2: you called me that. a, bo- a bow hunk. <laughs> look it up look it up I'm Ukrainian
1: of (laughs) course I know. Yeah
2: that's actually that is the only thing that I actually am like I'm actually other other than being totally white and like really like just a total like I'm I'm from White Rock born (laughs) in 84. 84. Especially that 84
1: people really hate that shit.
2: Oh Reagan no (laughs) Um, I think I don't know. Maybe yes. Who gives a shit I'm Canadian. Anyway So like But yeah, it was. Uh, but then I found out that that was like a thing. i like, you at Ukrainian prairies because that's what my grandma's My grandma's side is from. I'm like, sweet, I have a slur. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess. I mean, it was. But like that. Like if we try to bring it up now, like no one's going. Oh, oh, no one's going. There's not going to be a record scratch. Like, Get out.
2: Yeah, it's 1912. Yes
1: so anyways uh canadian sketch comedy of the 90s mr show was one of those big ones yeah for sure yep, yep, for yep. sure yep. has aged great uh uh some stuff is like very prophetic like we're seeing <laughs> lately um uh but uh, yeah, max and i really liked uh, the, the, the thing uh, i lived with max and his family when i first moved out to the, the west coast here in uh to Austin which is a suburb of Vancouver. Is it called a suburb or a city? Deltas? It's, a,
2: it's it's like one of the most suburban places I could yeah. even consider. It's yeah. like, if you imagine, like it straight up, parts of it look like uh, Tim Burton fucking, like mm-hmm. Edward Scissorhands. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. Anyways, a lot Crazy. of,
1: but a ton of you really, really talented people came out of there, including our friend Max. Uh,
2: totally. Totally. It's it, mm-hmm. I think it was because we were all bored and we didn't yeah. have access to, to drugs or like, <laughs> I mean, like, if we went to if we wanted to like have a big night out it's like go to see a movie in yeah. rich Whoa. Whoa.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. that's crazy so like i, I uh, there was a lot of like high school bands and a lot of like weird sketch groups and theater troops mm-hmm. and, like, and bible study circles that were like with tendrils that would go way out and they would mm. just
3: suck wild the, yeah
1: interesting <laughs> yeah. uh yeah. so yeah but I mean of course, being Canadian on top of all that and Saturday Night Live like that era of Saturday Night Live I was way into and attached to Saturday Night Live from Saturday Night Live came uh, uh kids in the hall uh well I mean Lauren Michaels produced the, the the group Kids in the Hall, which was like you know our pride and joy and it was uh that 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 really really hit the sweet spot for me in terms of like I had you know i'd seen enough uh, Monty Python and things at, at that point in yeah, my life. Yeah that i wanted that kind of weird and kind of off-putting at times uh and shit that you know is more offensive in parts but also kind of smart uh, you know a little a little bit of everything right um and uh yeah so they put out uh i mean i don't want to give the history of kids in the hall but uh you know they came from all over right we got a couple calgarians in uh, mccullough and mckinney right we're both uh, i think so both uh born in calgary and then you got yeah, at least
2: they, they went to the the loose moose which is yeah, in-
1: loose moose theater which i was going to mention which i did do yeah. improv at some point in my oh, did you? Uh, in high school yeah i remember we did oh, at the nice. theater sports uh legendary. there once um yeah it is a legendary place right those guys came out of there I, did you ever work i'm sure you must have gone to calgary at some point
2: um I, I saw it but yeah. i was, i've i've only yeah. ever only, i only ever, ever did like the um the laugh stop or laugh oh, yeah. shop in, yeah. in, in calgary by like Chinook center and uh <laughs> didn't really vent- venture out further it is not a good city for being a pedestrian and if you're just like a bro. not that area
1: not that part of town man there's oh so many God, malls no. they got a lot of malls a lot of malls in, in calgary yeah. or they did i don't know how many are still saying it. i think i'm pretty sure chinook is still like that's an old oh. that's an old chestnut old chinook
2: oh yeah it, it had everything but like it was still like a 24 24- no it wasn't it was like it, you could see it from where i would do comedy and then it would be like i'm like oh that's like what a 20 minute walk and it would be like Fifty minutes later, I'm like, "Oh my god!" And it's like minus 35, and I have a yeah. windbreaker. I'm like, yeah. I did not plan. And you this. have
1: to cross like like a, a, a like a main drag, right, where it's like eight lanes of traffic. Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's like a Wendy's and then like 18 warehouses.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Chinook. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so yeah, kids in the hall. Uh, Dave Foley, Bruce McCullough, Kevin McDonald, Mark McKinney, and Scott Thompson. Uh, mm-hmm. i formed in 84 i believe again i don't want to get too much my into birth year oh there you go so that's cool. oh which
2: we've which we've brought up how many times now four
1: I, at least not enough yeah. not enough we'll make sure to mention that we'll plug you're it what? on the way out but we will plug what? the shit out of that on the way out
2: you're You're seventy 72 right what, what's yours
1: <laughs> no but close no not that close uh, split the difference actually there oh you really yeah I, 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 um i think ish uh okay so uh they kids in the hall um mm-hmm. had this show uh it was on cbc and hbo uh it was on until 90- was, it a,
2: was it a joint thing
1: no it was HBO. on cbc it was, it was mostly just cbc it eventually got picked up i was on cbs for a while too comedy central
2: i, I remember the the dvds started with a huge a and e logo that you couldn't skip past right right like, A&E, really <laughs> yeah it but went till 95
3: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> So it was on until 95. I remember the last episode. There were some really great uh, classic sketches, even in that last episode. Uh, but there oh, were classic sketches throughout it.
2: Paul Bellini, yeah, like, yeah. you know, st- stomping on the grave. Right, yeah. <laughs> <At the very laughs> yeah, end. yeah, it was great. You know what's funny? That show is like, because, like, I, I, I grew up kind of like all over the place. Like, not mm-hmm. just to Austin, but it was like White Rock and, and, like, uh, and for like a year in uh, the, the Yukon. And we and they only had like a couple channels and it was like rabbit ear tv and it was all tbc so my dad would watch kids in the hall and he'd be like you would love this show come and watch so I'd, i would watch it at like a really young age mm. like, watching watching kids in the hall mm. and uh, cool. and i remember being like like they're saying the, like they're saying fuck yeah, on tv yeah, like yeah. occasionally was, like, you
1: might see boobs occasionally very
2: rarely but it would happen. but yeah. they'd be on dave foley and it'd be yes, weird yes, yes. But, but they're <laughs> yes. like they did a really good job yeah. you're like those are like beautiful bras yeah. they put
1: on them <laughs> well, oddly enough like for how rare like it, it's almost like the perfect amount because there's that one sketch where that guy is watching TV and tits show up on TV really quick kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, he's yeah. like wait and he's like waiting for it to happen again it's kind of like if if you were to go through all the kids in the hall that's kind of what it would be like
3: <laughs> yeah
1: uh, um, if that's what you're looking for you know I mean that's why we're here you know, too I mean
2: there's better ways to find it but, yeah, <laughs> but that's but, a, but, a roundabout kind of way yeah.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: but i did want to uh i know that you've done a uh, voiceover a lot of really great voiceover work as well too so i do I did i've done wanna, a
2: couple of things i,
1: I want to <laughs> record uh something that i that we can use later here because this is the first time where we're gonna oh put, i love it we're gonna put two things head to head right <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing two things uh uh like two of these film projects post uh tv show they're two film projects we're gonna look at kids in the hall brain candy and then the wrong guy uh, which are about a year apart. They came out about a year apart. So I think we need like a good, like kind of
2: head
3: to head.
2: <laughs> I love the like FM radio bumpers. So yes, like, yes. Right. Like, and it always ends with like, <sighs> some breathy man.
1: Yes, okay, that's
2: perfect. All right. All right.
3: A stone.
2: A stone? All right.
3: With something like
2: Boomer in the Nudge <laughs> at five thirty in the morning. Just like always way too much energy yeah, for like yeah. the like oh, I gotta drive to Chilliwack to like pick up my aunt. I'm <laughs> gonna listen okay. to this insane.
1: Right. So echo. before we move on, before we start this conversation, I wanna I, I wanna I want like a couple yeah, yeah. think you gave me a good one there in rehearsal that I liked, but I want a good just head to head. But like yeah, that to count it, use that that that, inspiration of like uh, radio zoo morning zoo gotcha okay whenever you're
3: ready
1: <laughs> i think that's great enough right there i think we got it <laughs> I think we got it we're we rolling yeah recording the button it got, it got
2: a little guttural but you know what take it
1: no i like it it's a I one take it a deal yeah, it's all right so <laughs> head to head we're gonna look at uh, kids in the hall first or, or brain candy we'll look at brain candy first that's an official kids in the hall film uh, wrong guy is not an it's, official kids in the hall film
2: it does have a semicolon in the title but that's kids right in the hall.
1: kids in the hall brain yeah. candy um yeah, yeah, their yeah. first and only film to date they did do a uh, mini series later called oh. death comes to Frogtown or it something was like terrible. that terrible uh, i thought it had moments i thought mark mckinney was great in it i thought he was well, he's, a
2: yeah he's yeah he's, um, phenomenal. Yeah. he's the best oh, character actor yeah. i could tell you what each of their like it's like <laughs> It's well, why don't we get into? I think I think we'll, I think okay, we'll, okay, okay, we'll okay, figure okay. all this
1: out as we as we go through things here because I have favorites uh, in in each right. Um, yeah. Involving films because like uh,
2: each have a medal for a different type of comedy. Yeah. Goal yeah.
1: Um, um, and and we'll save for what you think as a, like first of all like when's the last time you'd watched both of these or either of these?
2: Literally, I forgot about all of this until you texted me earlier today. <laughs> I, I, I frantically uh, found the wrong guy and actually I wasn't that frantic. I was pretty chill yeah. about it.
1: Yeah. I, was chill. I was pretty chill too. I said, I think, I think my exact right. words it's... were take your time.
2: Yeah and it's on YouTube as you suggested mm-hmm. and I was like mm-hmm. okay great and I have an Apple both TV. It's crazy. Both of these shows are on YouTube. Yeah boom. both of these movies. Yeah. So I literally had just finished it before we made this call but yeah. before you even asked me to do this like it was like two days before you asked me to do this thing. I had just watched Brain Candy with Jen. Cool and so and because i was like you're gonna love this and I, I think you thought like what did you think of it you're like meh <laughs> but she fucking loves airplane i'm like man they're like they've got so many of the same yeah. you know abilities to scratch the same itch okay, it, okay. But it's, so that's okay. anyways <laughs>
1: um, um do you have a favorite of the two don't tell me if you do or don't tell me which one it is if you do of these okay. two films if you okay but do you
2: um, you have one that you I think, think a, I do. I okay, I okay. Do. We'll
1: talk about it at the end there, at the end of our head to head. Because we're going to figure out, because a lot of this is like we're doing, we're figuring out uh, canon, right? We're figuring out what is the better film.
2: I believe it's pronounced Canon. Canon. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Well, let's get into this. So, yeah, Kids in the Hall Brain Candy came out in 1996. Uh, ska,
2: the big year of Ska. That's, ska, came that out the
1: there. year? That was it.
2: <laughs> uh, Somebody! Uh, <laughs> Sorry, too much. I just read, I just redlined it. I, can, yeah, I can, was good. I was like, I, no, I, like, I think I feel like I've. If peaked you out use the audio file days. that I send you, you'll see yeah. that. that okay, cool.
1: Um, so uh, written by this was into first interesting thing here. This is written by uh, uh, Bruce McCullough, Kevin McDonald, Mark McKinney, Scott Thompson, and Norm Hiscock, but not Dave, Dave Foley.
2: Foley because he was too busy with news radio.
1: That's what I thought, and also that's he was what like, that's
2: what I remember hearing through the grapevine.
1: Um, do you also remember there being a little bit of friction towards Dave Foley in particular at this time? I remember uh, that. I remember reading that. I remember
2: that, but I would assume because he's being successful in there. Uh, yeah, and this was like post-Bug's post, post Bugs life,
1: post-Bug's life, Dave Foley too, right?
2: Yeah, but if you, if you listen to his WTF podcast interview, you're just like, uh, yeah, I'm just like, I feel so I bad for Dave Foley, like, because, you know, like. So he had a divorce that happened, like yep. unfolded, and the alimony checks were based on the income that he was making right after a when mm-hmm. He was like the top of the list, and he was like an A-list celebrity. And then he just was no longer getting roles, and now he still has to play the alimony checks. So that's why he does horrible and terrible, bad stand-up comedy.
1: Yeah. Oh well, that's a shame. At least he's yeah.
2: But in self-proclaimed set, she's like, I don't think it's good. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. He's just so open about it, too.
1: Okay, so did you see this movie? In the... No, Sorry. I mean, yeah, no, that's Is fine. that too harsh? Is that no, too harsh?
2: I, hey. I, 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 love, I love him as an actor, but then Dude. He got, hey,
1: he you got... hey, you want to... Well, out. I mean, we'll, like, well, we're going to get to it eventually. Dave Foley's my favorite member of Kids in the Hall.
2: Uh, me too. He's All the I right, yeah, agree with he's, that. Yeah. He's, he's one of the best actors. I think he's, he's a little
1: a- bit of everything, man. I think he's a, also, but I, he's got the claim to fame because he looks the hottest in Drake too. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he, the most beautiful. He's the yeah. most beautiful
2: ever too.
1: Um, but yeah, yeah so don't get me wrong, I love him. So he's not. He's not. Yeah. So he's kind of. I do remember reading interviews at this time that there was a bit of te- uh, tension, or at least it felt that way. Um. And so he's not one of the writers. And so he, it really feels like they gave him a good, like he's got a good, He's got his one main role as like the kind of lackey, right? The kind of Smithers type, right? That's his main role in
3: this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then a couple of logo. He's got one really uh, memorable tertiary <laughs> character.
2: I think we I think we got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. like <laughs> just a guy.
1: Yeah, just a guy.
2: And I felt like that was like a total nod to the fact that he was like the butt of the joke. I think so
1: too. I think so too. I mean, yeah. we're going to get So let's get to that. So so okay, so it opens up with our first character from McKinney is uh, a cab driver uh acts as a narrator awesome character awesome character i think i think in this movie i'll say right now i think mckinney uh, uh shows the most rage he uh uh has the most uh baxter meaty. yeah <laughs> the most meaty fun things to play with oh man uh, and, I- and it starts with like his first character here boom out of the park right because he shows up a couple times he kind of acts as the kind of I guess the 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 guy who you're supposed to stop and touch base with on uh, oh, and, for the storyline.
2: baxter was Scott Thompson. What, what what was Mark McKinney's first character? The cab driver. Hey,
1: you know how <laughs> no, it is.
2: No. Oh yeah, the narrator. Yeah, the guy yeah, telling yeah. the whole story. He yeah. was he was the guy in Aladdin trying to sell us Julian Fry's making devices. Yes. Yeah. And then you're, and then the movie ends without him coming back to him, and you're like, what happened to the narrator? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, I think storyline-wise, there's a little... This is There's, there's some warts on uh, Brain Candy. Um In terms oh, of... Oh, I'm
2: talking about Aladdin.
1: Okay, Aladdin, pardon me. <gasps> pardon me. Uh, which is a
2: perfect... Wait, we, we haven't been talking about Aladdin this whole time? Because, <laughs> like... You just keep doing... Dave your... Foley is atrocious in Aladdin. <laughs> How do you even know
1: that? <laughs> um... So, yeah, so from there we enter a very 90s club playing very 90s, like, music. McCullough walks out as the lead singer. And then we see my second two-for-two two McKinney already, his second character in the crowd as, as he oh my watches. God. <laughs> as he watches this girl burn a cigarette next to him. And the way he reacts and, like, or she reacts and, like, she's like, I can't believe I'm out so late. Like, it's yes. so funny man like he, he does yeah. so much with every little part every little bit he has so far or He's in this the, whole movie
2: the best character actor out of the truth
1: yeah uh, especially in this uh, and it really shines in this film um and then we were introduced it's interesting it's we're introduced to uh, scott thompson who his main character although i feel like he has two main characters in this this and uh patient 957 um i thought it was danny at first like the beloved <laughs> character of danny from uh, all of the kids in the hall things, but they really have to commit to him being gay in this, right, so he's wally yeah. um, uh, and, uh there's a really and then you know he has his whole thing, and there's a really again we see McKinney and McCullough at a great sight gag where uh she, she's he's like driving after her on the street she's like get out of here you don't wait like yeah uh, and then like so, oh yeah, so yeah. yeah this is the third character this is like five minutes into the movie not, not even yeah. not even and mckinney's yeah, and the credits already are
2: still rolling at this point
1: yeah already hit us with like three great and a great sight gag when mccullough jumps out and he's way shorter than them that's awesome um and then and then he's the german uh on the On the psychiatrist uh, thing after that, reading in German. Speaking
2: fluent German, I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
1: awesome stuff. So
2: it's
1: just like four for four, four completely different characters from McKinney to to start us off, right?
2: And almost completely unnoticeable too. Yeah, yeah. You 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 don't even notice that it's a different actor. I know. Or the same actor.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. Um, So we hear David Steinberg is the executive producer. Um, He's the one. He's the director of. uh, the wrong guy. You know that name, right? David Steinberg. He's like a Second City legend. I actually
2: uh, don't know.
3: I don't yeah. know that. Is.
1: And if you look in like he's, he's done a lot of work. He's worked with everybody. Um, so it, it makes sense that, that uh, you know, if he's going to do something for Broadway video that, that uh, uh, you know, because I think the wrong guy was a Broadway video production as well. I, I could be wrong on that. Anyways, but it, like, I mean, you know, they're all connected to him and they've all worked with him a lot so again yes. so the whole lab team as well is everyone but foley and i think yeah again that's your as you were saying that's like he was kind of split up from that because that's their main Kevin mcdonald is our protagonist in this his character right and he's surrounded by his his lab team uh uh, I like McCullough's character here. I, I love again McKinney's character. Completely different. That's the most unrecognizable. He he. Yeah, gets actually, in this.
2: I always forget about that character. It's just like some lab technician, but he's like, the most forgettable of all. He's like, this is great. Just, I, know, I know he's so good at
1: just finding a way every, to blend in and like t- suck the personality up.
2: I like looking at like each of those little characters because they they the way they write it is like they they choose the most like. You totally would see this character being in this lab mm-hmm. It's just like the 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 mark the uh Bruce McCullough character who's like in love with uh with uh, uh, Kevin Mcdonald's character, yes,
1: yes
3: <laughs>
1: yes, yeah yeah awesome.
2: it so it's it's to, a total commentary on like that archetype of person like that little yeah. cluster is so perfect,
1: yeah yeah, yeah, good and like the, the cool like Scott Thompson is like the more freewheel and uh
2: you know what? I, oh, every time I watch that, I'm like, I think he's playing a lesbian woman.
1: Right? I think so too. I think you might be yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: This urine look. Or no, wait, this urine looks great. That's the way they start a scene.
1: That's a great way to start a yeah. scene. It's
2: this like add
3: looks- action.
2: <laughs> yeah. This that is the funniest opening line to any scene. This urine looks great like if, so i would love that, to read yeah. that script and like that script would read like a hilarious like, play, yeah. yes. like a jack jack handy play
1: or something. yes <laughs> so he's talking about your your looks great for patient 957 who we had mentioned earlier just scott thompson as an older an older lady like a senior citizen and uh we see her like that they're working on a drug they give her this drug and we see it i like that this running gag of the happy memories that they show and her first happy memory is awesome where you just see her her awful uh deadbeat son who's got money (laughs) shows up for a second takes a swig of rum and then leaves and (laughs) and that's it like that's just you know there's something profound about that i love that uh that that's her happiest memory i know that is heartbreaking heartbreaking.
2: (laughs) and i love that that they chose that as the joke like the joke is how do we make this more heartbreaking yes like what a what a really kind of a brave angle in terms of like i love that i love that that's one of yeah
1: yeah and that's the stuff that that's when when uh kids in the hall is like hitting home runs right is when they're kind of touching on that weird kind of thing and here they boom they do it do they do it as much or as consistent as on their show with this movie i don't think so Adam Pateman, I don't think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're doing, hey, it's head to head. We're figuring this thing out. So
2: wait, so wait, what's what's your argument? You're saying that is, is that it doesn't getting your thesis like, like like that.
1: I I feel like that this movie drags, man, and it goes a long ways in places uh. without a joke, a long ways without a joke, and they're just developing plot. Um, and 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 when they do get, there are a lot of great jokes in this movie. Man, I laugh, I laugh a lot, but I don't feel like
2: the 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 ending is satisfying. Uh, I think I think you're right. I think the third act is like I think everything leading up to that is fine. Uh-huh. But like I think if you were to l- like literally be holding the script and be like, like right where that that commercial break when it airs on TV happens, like what about now? And then yeah. it comes back and then it's Mark McKinney with the, like the robotic hand and all that shit. Yes. I think like that all seems rushed. But a friend of mine, a very good writer Ben Mills, was just like um, he was he, he pointed he points out that like most movies have terrible third acts like even big lebowski has a boring draggy third act and everyone mm-hmm. sees that as being like this quintessentially perfect comedy mm-hmm. and it, it is so good but it's true it's like it's hard to like you, you basically just have to like have a new like you know satisfying little separate story that buttons the end and mm-hmm. you're, you're totally right like yeah. uh, and I, I think I, leading up to it the, the two-thirds of brain candy i think are like okay. great yeah so you're yeah
1: right. okay uh yeah. Uh, so, uh, are we going to, we get a uh, in the lab here when they're testing out this drug uh, before we see this? Uh, his urine is great. We see ben, Brendan Fraser with oh. a cameo. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, uh, where he's like, he th- he's just getting the sugar pills clearly because he's only got zips.
2: It's sugar, isn't it? yeah uh, but, oh, I'm in, I'm in the group.
1: oh but just before that they're like should we do this should we should we go ahead with this drug and they're not sure because they haven't finished the testing they're like they finally that's when we had mentioned Foley's character from the, Foley's character I say we do it guys yeah he's just this dude on the outside with a mustache and they're like who are you he's like just a guy <laughs> he just kind of walks off and I think that is again I think that's but I think he's happy to to, to get a dig like that I think that kind of dig is kind of like it's kind of a meta dig but i think it's more kind of playful amongst Totally.
2: Them. I mean yeah, he he's he's really like good at like uh owning up to like where he stands and stuff like that. Yes.
1: Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh so then we get and from there it that cuts to Foley's main character. Uh, who is the, he's, a, he's the assistant to uh, the CEO of this drug company, who is like the first, the the Dr. Evil before Dr. Evil, because it's totally Lorne Michaels being played by uh, Mark McKinney in, I guess his main, main role in, in this film. He plays the main <clears throat> heavy. And again, it's totally Lorne Michaels. They've, they've said that that's what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, um, and they established their relationship really well in a good uh, opening scene. Um, and I love this. Um when that they, so they they're showing different people testing out drugs. And this is my <laughs> first favorite. This is my first favorite McCullough character in here that that reaches those <laughs> other levels. This is a
2: drug for the world that gives worms to ex girlfriends. <laughs>
1: It just keeps repeating. it. I can don't... I can I
2: can I go into a personal tangent with that one? Okay, go ahead. This is how I realized that me and my sister had a really similar sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like, because we were like three years apart, and when you're kids, that's like huge, right? But then we, I was like, you know, twelve, and she was like fifteen, and then like, uh, I I I, heard, I I was like, I called her line to like get a hold of her, or whatever, and her answering machine message was just <laughs> that line. From the movie. And I was like, I know that line. I didn't know you liked Kizen brain candy. Uh, I didn't know you liked Kizen And that, like, <laughs> they we were awesome. like, started like trading music and shit. That's that was great. like a pivotal point. That's curious. <laughs> I love that line. That line brought us together.
1: Yeah. And, and just on the way out, you just don't get it. Like, you still be so frustrated with them on the way <laughs> out still.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So funny. I it's love like, that. Yeah,
0: and then we get into
1: Thompson. Thompson is, is uh, talking about another drug. That's exactly like stummies because that's the, the drug that th- they're all kissing the ass of the CEO. Oh, I
2: like a lot. Is it ready for production?
1: <laughs> and and uh, so they ask if as long as there aren't any flipper babies and they all kind of laugh. And like, There have been a few flipper babies. So that's a reference to the thalidomide children.
2: Yeah, I did not get that. Yeah. As a kid, I was like, I, I thought it was just like some random line. I thought like, it was like random, <laughs> random equals funny. I'm like, flipper babies. I had that to have amazing.
1: it. I had to have it uh, explained to me. Uh, yeah. But but uh, do you know
2: uh, who a famous phallic baby is? No, Radar from MASH. Oh, interesting. He has a little lobster hand. Cool. And it went like, <laughs> like they'll like they they all, they hide it sometimes. Ah, you know, interesting. Like if they're like playing cards, he'll hide it behind the cards.
1: I thought you were gonna say uh, Danny DeVito in Batman Returns.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Very similar people. <laughs> I can okay. see Danny DeVito playing radar.
1: <laughs> so their drug gets approved. Uh, maybe too soon, they think. Anyways, that's the, the conflict. They're, they're, everything's going forward. Um, the drug that makes you happy. Uh, uh, th- so they're celebrating. It's a really funny scene where they're celebrating, including one quick throwaway to McKinney sitting on an elephant that really makes me laugh.
2: I'm an elephant they're rider. They're
1: hammered. They're smashed. Uh, <laughs> there's a flashback here. There's a <laughs> oh flashback. That feels like a good, uh, like, feels like a, a quick kids in the hall sketch, right? Like, totally, a really great totally. kids in the hall sketch.
2: Even you know, when um, it's filmed on like a low angle and stuff.
1: Yes, it's uh, Kevin McDonald's dad coming home and he's just, he goes home to, 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 did you clean the gun? Like, he's like asking all these things. And he goes up and, <laughs> oh and, and he God, tries to kill himself and misses a whole bunch of times. It's like <laughs>
2: two hours later, he hit a vital organ and died
1: (laughs) Uh, that's beautiful right like like that little bit there in the middle there is such a little little road my
2: other foot it's yes yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i
2: i i kind of wish there was more of that you know what this movie that that sketch reminds me of a like that's almost like a kid-friendly morbid joke where it's like If you were to write yes. like a, a yes. suicide joke for kids, yes. my foot, my other foot. <laughs> two hours later, he killed himself. And and this is what this is where I always thought it was really fascinating about Brain Candy is that it has actors from a show called Squawk Box, which was mm-hmm. a YTV show from like 1993 or whatever, mm-hmm. and they and they it was like a kid friendly. Uh, almost like kids in the hall-esque sketch show and it was so good and it, the the first the guy at the very beginning of brain candy who's like red Sox, red Sox, and then they change the uh the carpet as they roll it out and yes. it's like
3: yes yes it ma- match okay uh,
2: it, it, yeah that that, act- that that guy was on squawk box with mm. like um, a bunch and like a bunch of other toronto actors that are on like cabin dish with like mark uh, mark little and stuff and i was like oh my god like squawk box i feel like is the most forgotten 1993 amazing wow. sketch show. i
3: would have to look I'm it up not... for
2: sure i'll watch it with you bro that sounds good count
3: me in
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah after after that great sketch uh 957 leaves the lab happy and changed um, and then we get this a, a little later. We get this. The next. I'm just going through like highlights for me here. If, I, if you feel like I'm missing something, let me know. There's a really good uh, Gleemanex uh, speech by uh, McCullough <laughs> when he's trying to sell it, that. You can tell was I, that was written by him. And this is yeah. I think this is where you're talking about where things kind of cook a bit more in the beginning here because it does feel like they are kind of inserting, uh, picking and choosing uh, like the the kind of greatest hits of stuff without you know relying on. Uh, returning characters
2: yeah they did a good job of not uh, uh, like you know just like playing too many like old favorites right like the cops came back which was kind of like a, yes
1: yeah with oh, that exception right a
2: little a little not and I loved that they were like Toronto specific yes. cops yeah they kind of owned up to like no we're fucking Toronto cops yeah Not yeah. like in the wrong guy where they were like we're from Cleveland yeah, yeah we'll get, yeah, to, yeah. That later. We'll get okay, okay. to that later okay <laughs> okay
1: um uh so yeah uh that's a really good like that kind of to jazz t- t- that's really funny um uh who do i have uh, oh scott thompson as, as queen elizabeth was a bit of a, a returning character that was a nice little show the drug is approved <laughs> nice touch <laughs> yeah and then we get nina bedford the nina bedford show hosted by mckinney oh again with another great character i feels, love this feels so ctv
2: specifically not <laughs> cbc ctv oh you're right like uh, what was that late night talk show on like ctv with uh, uh, mike uh, for... bullard Mike like Bullard. The, yeah, a one, Total yeah. like a daytime television version of Mike yeah. Bullard. Like like City
1: Line or whatever, like kind of thing that you'd see in the like there's just something about it. Like that that's a real that's like for that
2: Sounds like LA. <laughs>
1: for non for non yes, <laughs> for non Canadian uh listeners yeah. that that's uh so you know we have our C B C that's our public station, uh and uh and then we have C T V.
2: Is this an international podcast?
1: Yeah, well sure, man. It's all over. Cool. It's all over. Um um, yeah. So, but then we had CTV was always around. I mean, there's been a couple others that have shown up and
3: come you know, on and global it, and it, city. It, it's and- funny.
2: In the States, CTV means community television. So it yeah. means like, it means like channel four here. Huh. So yeah, I, yeah. I, and I did a, a, a comedy special on, or comedy episode on CTV. And when I moved to the States, I was like, that's my big credit. Oh yeah. and then so I'm like, so in CTV, they were like, you mean community television? I'm like, no. like,
1: Way to go, buddy. <laughs> it's
2: just such did bad. Did you
1: know somebody there?
2: <laughs> nice. The camera op let me do it a so really
1: good show uh, oh oh and and they all like so chris cooper the uh, kevin mcdonald's character is audio this is his my maybe my favorite chris good single moment is when they get him to start shaking his hips to the music like they don't even care about the thing <laughs> and, he, right. and it's right you can tell the fuse is lit he's become obsessed with stardom like he's starting to like that people are cheering yeah. him on they think he's sexy
3: yeah, yeah.
1: um <laughs> so funny um
2: and, and he is so mm. Kevin McDonald is such a good, like such a good actor. I'm I'm so glad that he got to be the star of that movie. Yeah,
1: I think that was a conscious decision because I remember in those same uh interviews I was talking about where it felt like there was a bit of heat towards Foley, everybody loves Kevin. Everybody loves Kevin.
2: Yeah, even if like if you watch the DVD commentaries <laughs> of Kids in the Hall, yeah, made, made you say like Kevin McDonald is the most naturally funny. Cause yeah. it, like all of the all the other guys, like they try and they work at it. But like Kevin will like order something at a restaurant and everyone will laugh their ass mm-hmm. off. Like, could I get a bun? Just a bun with a little bit of butter bun. And, Like that was the example that McDonald uh, like, Oh, awesome. I could totally pick. If you watch the very like the Rivoli theater versions of Kism Hall, mm-hmm. Kevin McDonald was fat. He was like a really big guy. And now he's like rake thin. And, like cause if when you watch the show, you're like, that guy was fat like hmm. the, if i picture a skinny person it's kevin McDonald's.
1: yeah i know well well but like all of them right like they were all like super scrawns. i mean most of them were especially uh foley too they i mean it, it's happened because yeah, he, really he was those, broke
2: right? hawking yeah. his guitar just yeah. to get to the <laughs>
1: he loves coffee too hey foley drinks like like
2: yeah that, i love that nod and then they do that on on news radio too where he's just always right
1: right right um. So yeah, the cops show up here and they they bust Wally in a uh, in a, a bathhouse, essentially, or like some sort of something, or you know, public restroom with a bunch of uh, gay men, and they bring him home naked. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good scene. Just like a, I love how many how many people are out to see it happen to see him yeah. brought in with the uh, uh with the cops there, <laughs> the and, entire neighborhood. Yes, yeah, that's really funny. Probably um, all the
2: same people that are in that like scene where they all like sing later on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. they, they yeah, they probably filmed it at sunset so they could film right, that scene right. later. Yeah, very
1: smart, buddy. pretty smart. Um, so we got uh yeah. So uh, uh, from this, we go back to that that '90s rock uh, uh, place, and the character comes out again. He's like, "I want to talk about drugs." Really like, heroin. heroin. <laughs> that's a good a good shout out when he comes out again later before he even says anything. You can still hear yeah. someone go
3: heroin. <laughs> Before anybody says
1: anything.
2: That's a people, really funny joke. I love how quickly they jump to horse tranquilizers. Horse them, And they
1: all say it together. That's so and they, awesome.
2: And they all think for the same amount yes. of time.
3: That's
2: <laughs> yes. horse, horse
1: tranquilizer.
3: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's really funny. And he
1: doesn't want, he's not on a drug yet. So he's still miserable. So this is like, I like, I like using him as like a, uh, kind of like a thing to check in on like the. Uh, yeah, the, he's uh, the
2: audience yeah. proxy.
1: Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, and then from there we go to. I love this scene. I remember when I worked with uh, uh, episode six guests of YMT, um, uh, Zubin Sundar. When we uh, drove, we used to drive to work together. Uh, we, uh, I was his boss, and uh, whenever like he'd he'd come in and bring me good news, I would kind of recreate this scene, I'm like you son of a bitch,
3: <laughs> like <laughs> the, the
1: scene from when they see the, the for how well the the drug is selling. We beat yeah. penicillin, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Can I have the room, you son of a bitch? <laughs> That's
2: just... such a boardroomy like was that yes. a reference to something you said?
1: Uh no, I don't think so. No, I mean he's Lauren Michaels. Just... He's playing Lauren
2: yeah. Michaels. Yeah. The, the way they play it, like that, yeah. like, that is such a yeah. perfect We like, beat Penasella. It's uh, so funny. You son
3: of a bitch
1: were number one.
2: <laughs> I'll see you later, Don. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, well, man, Foley's a a perfect bootlicker. And he's perfectly cast in that part. So, I mean, they didn't chat him.
2: That is the wrong guy character. Like, he's got the same suit. To
1: some extent, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And I love how much Kids in the Hall, is just like almost, I feel like 80% of their sketches is just like office dudes. <laughs> just guys totally. in gray suits. Just like, um, hello, hello, but hello, hello,
1: <laughs> But like different types of office dudes. And the cathies too. You got to have the Cathy's
2: in there. Oh yeah, but office ladies
1: too. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, all right. So yeah, from there uh, we see, oh, we have the memory... F- from whose, uh, whose memory is it? Oh, Wally's uh, as the drill sergeant. And again, McKinney is a drill sergeant here. Just
3: the way he's so breathy.
1: do
2: you understand? Like, it's just so... Heart muscles. <laughs> yes! But that's a later on flashback. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really good, and uh, that Harder, great, I love the way they tell the joke of them just just a very uh, subtle glance down at what is clearly an erect penis that we don't see. <laughs> like yeah, a, yeah. Just a subtle glance down, like that's his happiness memory. That's a nice. I like the way they tell those jokes,
2: and I, I like the way they come out of the flashback like lost. Like they go.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
2: Same, same thing.
1: Yeah, I think it's like more like '90s, like like hackers it had that kind of hackers effect (laughs) yeah totally um so yeah uh things are going well for them like he's becoming a star and and during all like this big uh the creator of the drug chris like he's he meets a cancer boy for the first time which again i remember the first time i saw this that was like by far my favorite character
2: (laughs) i remember oh my god that i was just like you couldn't get away with that now i know i know I feel like the '90s was just like yeah, that's as far as it got. It's and then really like, good. Right.
1: It's really funny it just how relentless they it are is. with
2: it. Oh, there's no hope for me. My marrow's just low. <laughs> that is so. And then he's like so excited again, 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 heartbreaking. Yes, they, went, yes. they went for heartbreaking again yes. as 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 a as a goal for a joke. <laughs>
1: and again like grand slam they hit it out of the park totally (laughs) yeah and like such a good performance again McCullough. so so i think in terms of like really great characters he comes in uh uh probably second here behind mckinney into like (laughs) of of, like the like just a quantity yeah um uh We find out the drugs are going non-prescription, and three months, three months later, it gets to gleam gleaming X for pets. It's like, a, and you can tell that yeah. Cooper—he's totally transformed. He's become a huge asshole.
2: And there's like a, a weird status shift where it's like you're not yep. a plate of croissants. Yes. <laughs> now he's asking him questions like, mm, you know, there's a dog in my head, and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's actually a really good like. Uh, so I feel like in terms of storytelling, like it's mm-hmm. so far yep. been going great. Yes. But, uh, yeah. We'll get to the
1: uh, third act. Yeah. Um and then uh, so uh he's tried it and and he's like accepted that he's gay and like that he's gay. I'm gay. Like uh I think that was that might have been an earlier scene. No, that was an earlier scene. There's a McCullough song here. Oh yeah, it's like that happy song that that uh that we see from the that leads into the MTV awards scene that I'm sure I don't Oh think- yeah, no, no,
2: that's that's the th- that's the audience proxy. Bruce McCullough he's yeah. like um uh, he, then he goes into his song. About he's like I want to talk about drugs, heroin, right? Like, no, right. I want to talk about Yes, and thank then you. Happiness and sunbeams, and yes. that song is on the soundtrack, and it's so
1: good. Okay, I'll have to include that in the uh, the opening because uh, McCullough, like, and you can tell that he wrote again. He wrote that song. He put out some comedy albums that had some really good, uh, a couple uh, really great things that I remember uh, with uh, next week's guest. I remember uh, uh, mm. listening to when I was younger. Um, did you ever listen to any of his comedy albums, McCullough's? <laughs>
2: I listened to um, whichever one where it was like in grade eight. I did all, I did all my acid in grade eight. What's that? It was like, some, like a weird like slam the, poetry thing. That yeah, I was yeah. Very
1: funny I remember there's just this one this great call-in. It's a call-in radio show where he's like, "Hi, uh, I just wanted to call in to say that I, I love the baby Jesus. That I just uh, he's <laughs> awesome. I think he's great, and he's like he's done a lot of great things. I just think he's the, the fucking coolest i just love the fucking baby jesus <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> uh, i remember that it has like dave's has the dave's i know on it and things like that uh maybe terriers i think is on there but because oh, yeah, i know ter- yeah. because i know his uh you know his songwriting style you can tell this is a mccullough song
2: yeah and, and th- i guess to- he he did Go it ahead. with like um the, uh, the shadowy men from a shadowy planet Mm. assuming oh yeah like because like because that like bass solo like when he does terriers it sounds like the same kind of like uh right
1: right it, or something like i'm sure he had some sort of shadowy connection man. yeah
2: Sha- shadowy man did like the theme song to brain candy which i'm glad they did because like mm-hmm. i feel like that's almost like an iconic part of kids of the hall sure sort of, like twangy yeah deep, so i remember seeing
1: them live when they had first got back together uh at like the Vogue or somewhere downtown. At the Orpheum. I was there in a and, yeah. separate I
2: went there with my sister after yeah. we realized we both and
1: I remember them. when they were they, that music hit and it was just showing the silhouettes of them like down 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 down, down, down. and I was just like I got the goosebumps, man. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. Um uh that was great. I remember that was awesome. They did a couple of favorites
2: uh, at that, uh, and uh, and some new sketches. Now yeah, out good. as the is all on different rolling chairs, I think like so. office chairs. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, they all God. came like t- forty Man. feet. Yeah, off that the was wing. Some, that
1: might have been like the year two thousand. Like that was a long time ago.
2: A Go on.
1: Go on. Uh, so yeah, from the song cuts in. Oh, we see Bellini here. We should mention we see Paul Bellini in the uh, thing. Uh, uh, Kids oh and yeah, in Happiness Pie. Yeah. yeah. And it cuts into the MTV MTV awards where uh, where a great character uh, Scott Thompson, who I, I don't want to sell him short. Fuck act, <laughs> I said that I've said that I've said that like four times at least to, to my wife since that. Rep hip hop or fuck act. <laughs> and, uh, this. And like he like a good character, like plays like a supermodel yeah. looking like like just dense and, uh, and I
2: love how it they even she, they even do the like she she interrupts like Yummy <laughs> <laughs> <I'm
0: a laughs> then, Cancer Boy about cancer
2: yeah. boy like, yummy. Yeah. and it like it throws off Kevin McDonald's like, <laughs> yeah. I was like that's exactly what happens <laughs> yeah. yummy
1: so uh, funny.
2: Anyways the <laughs>
1: Uh, so yeah, from from there, cuts it like he has a crazy night. Uh, someone calls him uh, Uncle Chris. Is your uncle home? <laughs> Uncle Chris? Is that what you cut? Like I remember, they wake him up the next day after he's been with the with the supermodels. <laughs> right. I lo- it just shows you what such a trash he's become. I remember really liking that scene. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, yeah.
1: Uh, the monkey's favorite memory. What was it? Remember the the monkey oh, takes a pill. Um, I'm trying to remember what his. I have. It, I have. It, I oh have no, it, he he
2: he he like solves like tr- playing chess with. Um, Mark McKinney's character, Mark McKinney's in, the character in the
1: lab. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. That made that made me laugh.
2: <laughs> and then he goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, again, a funny scene where they go to check in on Agent Nine Five Seven, who they haven't heard from. Uh, I remember seeing this scene in the trailer where the cat falls on. It's like, cat on my head. Cat on my head.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, uh, I like the the exchange about going to the media. I like the way that's done. But at this point, this is when the film is really uh, losing steam for me.
2: Totally, yeah. yeah. I mean, where you're nearing that third act.
1: Yeah. Um, so
2: like,
1: yeah. Yeah, I do like that. Get your finger out of my face. Get your finger out of my face when they're, when they're kind of pushing each other. Yeah, it's they...
2: unfortunate that's the funniest part of it. other than the kid flying off with balloons into the crypt. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Oh, uh, Yeah. Go on, go on. Go yeah, on. Uh, but we do. I think it's interesting that McKinney in the last scene as the CEO, his suit looks like a Dr. Evil suit. So I think that that hmm. that must have been part of uh, something that that people knew about uh, or that people recognized about Lauren Michaels at that time as well. Oh,
2: know? interesting. Because I guess because like yeah, all right. You know, Mike Myers would have been dealing with the same boss. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so and again, returns to the cab driver one one last time, and the drug is tested on Baxter. Um, I love, but as you said yeah that worst memory at the end that they create a new drug to bring them back down that worst memory <laughs> is fucking hilarious that's awesome Whoa. right and that feels like that feels like classic kids and all so you get a whisper of that at the end i just really feel like like there's about like 20 minutes here of 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 just storytelling and things that kind of slows things down for me um the, I, again, we talked about a lot of really funny things. I think McKinney is my is my uh, MVP of brain candy for sure.
2: Yeah, he's he's the best character actor. Um, I'd, I'd say that um, Dave Foley is the most likable and one of the best actors. Yeah, and he's he's got he's, the, he's got the best like um, comedic sensibility in terms of like how to make a, a, a character work, and how, he's, he plays the best woman. He always yeah. plays like the most beautiful women. It's mm-hmm. so in and, and, and like it's. it's and did he, like did he play a woman in this? Did he play a woman in this one? I don't think he plays a woman. Hey missed in opportunity. This movie. But uh, yeah, totally. They could the have used like, it in
1: the. They could have used it in the the the, the trailers and you know, using some sex to sell. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: uh, Kevin McDonald is like the most quirky. Yeah. Um And like. And uh, the weirdo, Scott's, and
1: like he's the best at like the weirdo. Or just totally. like a special kind of, Woo! I mean, they're all different yeah. weirdos, yeah. He's but, the most yeah.
2: Cartoony, he's yeah, like,
1: yeah, well said.
2: He, he's sort of like the most Kramer, like the most naturally a Kramer, yeah, yeah. And like, um, Scott Thompson, I think, is the best actor because, like, if you yeah. watch Kids in the Hall, like, and if you watch like him yeah. as like the uh, the art teacher who was just like, like mm-hmm. I came out of nothing. Ah, the first time I saw a fresh, fresh piece of fruit was when I was 19, yeah, and it was a lime, <laughs> like. Ah! It's, if you watch that sketch, you're just like, yeah. oh "God, this is a really good." And I was also,
1: part. I think so too. And I think also, like, like he uh, underrated are like his like morons, his dumb guys. Like the opening, like that homeless guy looking into the when he'll do that sometimes. Yeah, uh, when he'll play like a, a really just a basic dumb guy, I think he can do like really good dumb guy better than anybody else. Oh, the, totally, I like totally. <laughs> I feel
2: like, and 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 Bruce McCullough is like he's the weirdest. Like he's yeah. the most absurd. Mm-hmm. And he's he's probably their best director. Like he mm-hmm. every time he he like kind of like structures. Yeah, he, he directed he he,
1: Superstar that uh, the Molly Shannon Dog Park. Yeah. Um.
2: Uh. Which is, I remember being like, huh, I watched yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, I think when he directs, like, because you can tell he's like very like David Lynch is my hero. Right. But he like chooses like right. like, com- like how to like. You know, uh, do, like f- funny homages to David Lynch.
1: Right. Uh, I was so let's do, let's do this as a if you if I'm going to put you on the spot uh, mm-hmm. as a, as the uh, kind of like uh, moose bush in between movies here. Um, uh, what is your favorite uh, Kids in the Hall sketch? Can you name it?
2: Oh my god. Um... I got
1: one in mind while you're thinking about it, and it falls into that McCullough category. Of uh, uh, and I remember watching it and really watching it a few a couple times when I again when I'm living with our mutual friend in Tawasset, uh Max Mitchell. It's when the two of the it's McKinney and McCullough and they're shoveling coal in a uh, in a factory and he just starts asking like it's just like, you can tell they've been doing it forever. It's got it's got like this like like dystopian like whatever. They're just shoveling coal into a furnace and uh, it's just silence. And one guy's like, "Does it ever get to you the silence?" It's like. Yurgi. Each day we shovel coal. Each day we work in silence. And it's just like like, and they stop again. I know. But does the, the the shoveling, the silence, is it a bit too? Each day we shovel coal. Each day we work in silence. That's my. That might be my favorite kids' movie. I house, don't. Guys.
2: I don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if I saw, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I would. I would watch it at like a really young age, where it's like inappropriately young.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh sure.
2: But, I think my favorite sketch was actually, like, um, it's like the simplest fucking sketch. It was like a, a runner where it was like, you know, they would like have this, ske- they would sometimes have a sketch and then they would have, you know, another sketch that was completely separate and then they would come back to like, you know, a grounding central sketch. And yes. this one was this guy going, Lopez, <laughs> Lopez, <laughs> come on, Lopez, you lazy bum, we got to go to work. Lopez and like and there's clearly like nobody home and then and, <laughs> yeah. and it just it ends and then there's another sketch and then it comes back and it's just Mark McKinney standing there again going and he's looking bored like his lunch pail is down and he's like you in there Lopez <laughs> yes. and then it, it keeps going and it comes back like a fourth time at yeah. the very end where he's like come on and it's like dusk it's like night time and yes. yes. they're all day yes. he's like come on Lopez and he's like, and he's like frustrated he's like like answer me Lopez. and he throws a rock and it knocks over like a lantern or something that's in there and it burns down the whole house and it's just and he's like lopez 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 like he's killed lopez and then and then the credits are rolling yes. and then it and then like as it's just being like uh like whatever the boston news or whatever their fucking logo was yes at the very end. And then just like these headlights are pulling up. And Mark like, Lopez, Lopez. And then he turns and looks at the car coming in the driveway and he goes Lopez! That's awesome. I'm like, that's a perfect sketch. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> the fact that it comes back in like these little pieces.
1: I like I'm, it. I'm, I like I love, it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've always kind of liked those kind of little snippets. Like I know you're a big fan of like animaniacs and the way that they would do like the good idea, <laughs> oh, yeah. bad idea, that kind of thing. I remember, Oh yeah. I remember when we worked together on that like sketch tribute uh, show that we did a while back. Yeah, forgot about that.
2: It was like a sketch uh, <clears throat> cover show and you did right. like, you did a, a sketch from the, the, state, the,
1: the state. The state. Uh, again, right. 90s sketch comedy. Yeah, I did exactly. Doug, Doug. I did it with uh, my friend Brad McNeil. Again, future, future guest on YMT. We have ideas about mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But okay, so let's get into the second part of The Head to Head.
3: The wrong guy. 1997.
1: So I guess a year later it came out. Uh, i don 't think this if this got a theatrical release, very small one because i couldn 't find it i don 't see any uh, it
2: football. seemed like a low budget
1: yeah, uh, but they did yeah. a lot with that low budget. I think kids in the hall they had do. a bigger budget I think mean, brain candy had a bigger budget, and I think they they they, they didn 't stretch it the way that that uh, uh, the wrong guy did I think a lot of it had to do with I had to look up I wanted to look up who this DOP was David Makin I forgot to look at who it was I will later who cares we've got to get going here <laughs> the director David Steinberg uh, again so as I mentioned directed Same by guy? David Steinberg yeah who was a producer figured, producer, producer on yeah. on the on the previous one and I, I told you it was like a second city like alum and like huge guy and this is written actually written by Foley and then a, a couple other guys uh, it's like
2: fully finally got. He's like, you know what? I didn't get to write that last movie. I'm gonna write a whole fucking. Yeah. And you know what? I I feel like it's it's got like kind of better like beat by beat. It's a it's a simpler story, and like they they hit all the jokes oh, as well as they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but don't. I, I... When I first saw this movie, I thought it dragged. A lot really. Of yeah but tonight i was like laughing like yeah it is bang
1: bang bang and i think the jokes are bang 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 um i think there's some like maybe so there of course there's convoluted shit in this because that's the type of story it is but i think for that for what they're going for i think there's yeah, like yeah i think there's also also like we've watched it with nora there's legit suspense in this too that and she like mm-hmm. would have to run out of the room because she couldn't handle it because they're doing <laughs> like there's a lot of uh uh it's a hitchcock homages throughout Um, especially even with the opening sequence. I was a really good opening sequence. I like the opening sequence in this much more than the opening sequence in uh, Brain Candy. That Brain Candy opening sequence feels so big, shiny tunes, you know, (laughs) like kind
2: of... You know,
1: know, oranges and...
2: Let me tell you a story. (laughs) Uh,
3: But but this had like...
1: Yeah, yeah. Not like um,
2: Aladdin, where it just like, he's like, let okay, uh, me tell you this you story. Just, and off. then it goes straight into the credits. You're like, what <laughs> happened to that narrator? Come on. Good point.
3: We never
1: <laughs> meet him again. Uh, so uh, we're introduced right away to our main character in the wrong guy, played by Dave Foley, uh, Nelson Hibbert is super keen he's come to work and he's telling everyone it's a big day today he's telling everyone he's so excited and, yeah. and and you just see this right away you were introduced they do such a good job of introducing this a dim bulb but with like eternal optimist and 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 so you hey, he see that game down. last
2: night there was no game last night
1: Big day though. <laughs> yes, yes. And he sits down. Perfect and he sits time. down at the with the C, in the board meeting. And there's a really great one where the CEO looks like he's going to give him a high five, but he gives high five to the actor next to him, who's played by Dan Radikin. Have you or Dan Radikin? Have you ever met him? Wait, who or worked who, who? with him? He seems like a like he's a just a Toronto comedian who's been around forever. Um, oh, the the Ken he, Daly, he? the guy who ends up getting the promotion.
2: No, I recognize that guy. Yeah, though. yeah. Um, like he's
1: so Toronto. Uh, uh, yeah, comedy. Toronto,
2: Toronto, and Vancouver comics don't cross pollinate that much. Not Flint. It ain't they're like not the states Flint. with L.A. and New York. Yeah. They, they're like, hey, he's yeah. my roommate. We meet, yeah. you know? no. and I'm but like, you guys, it's more. Who's Brent a... Butt? Uh, he's from here, no New <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: mind. you guys, but with you guys, it's a little more like. <laughs> <We did. Yeah. laughs> so,
3: does
2: it help that I added my old man laugh yes. to this? Yeah, to <laughs> hear. <laughs> So, uh,
1: this is awesome. I love, so this, when it's revealed that the, the which Nelson thinks he's getting this, this promotion, it's revealed that it's going to the other one and everyone's applauding. Just the, like, what? <laughs> like the way that like he's shocked. And then an awesome reveal of Nelson's character because he's an asshole too. He's an asshole and he's not that likable in a lot of this. He does, he does a lot of things where you wouldn't like him for some reason, but by the end, I, 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 I'm cheering for the guy um but because he's like he's like i married your your daughter he's like yes but uh uh ken married my favorite daughter I don't,
2: I, kind I, of i love how like i was when i was watching them, i'm like reading that in a script be like oh that's such a a quick great way yes. <laughs> of being like was, you thought you did like everything like it totally the way he like says it like you told me that i was going to be the president like yeah oh, well yeah, i lied, I lied. Like,
1: yeah and they reveal everything so that. he's got it so he's got a motive to because like after this book he's totally. like oh i
3: will kill you
1: i swear <laughs> to god i will kill you like it's just like the best like it just feels like like they're just they're i love that how much they're pointing that putting the hammer <laughs> on it like going to, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a like someone would think this guy might have a motive you know what i mean totally
2: really and i good. love what every everyone in the room is just like Ugh
1: yeah i know no one takes him seriously and that's another a really great running gag that shows up again and again is that he's always mistaken for a woman again and again and again and it's done in such subtle ways that it's it's so good um
2: Oh, the, the oh. perpetrator is six foot tall. That woman's not nearly that height. That That's a man. Really?
1: Really. Oh, but uh, at the end of this round, I didn't want to get in. He's like, oh, I will leave, but I will leave of my own free will. And then the the, the thugs are taking him out. And just as he's going out the door, you hear him go, Ow. <laughs> that's such a nice
3: touch and it
1: cut from that it cuts to and this is just this is what I mean this is just like uh, like lol and uh, we are laughing out loud and, and that's what lol stands for everybody out
2: there um, that was weird. lots to love you know, no, no.
1: Um, from scene to scene because the next scene this cuts to him just crying uncontrollably in his office when he doesn't realize that he has his elbow on the uh, on the speakerphone <laughs> and everyone crazy. is out there laughing at him <laughs> So again, they're just establishing so much about him, and he's just like, uh, and the, his, his uh, secretary comes
2: in, he's like, here the good news about Ken Hayes. Like he's trying to cover up that he's a fucking wreck, but they all know he's a wreck. <laughs> and then he lands on it again, and then he hears the laughter,
3: like, <laughs> the laughter again, <laughs> and wakes up.
1: So good. Uh, so he, he's, uh, he is going to, uh, he decides he's going to confront his boss, confronts Nagel. Uh, um so uh he's oh yeah he goes in there and he's and he's arguing with him um <clears throat> like he's faced like he's like he's like I like he's furious with them but but already ken nagel's been murdered but he's just sitting up there and he's like oh what you want to play the staring game fine we'll play the staring game all right you win the staring game uh <laughs> and then eventually he's about to like it gets to the point where he's about to walk out he's like you know maybe i thought wrong about this i love that they go that far as to him like uh like, he's completely come around for a second there. Like, he is going to walk out of there unscathed. But then he realizes that, re- realizes that he's dead. Again, like, this is so... This is a one-man show from him uh, here early on.
2: Yeah, he's basically in every single scene. Yeah. Like, um,
1: but he's kicking ass. Like, and he's, and he's yeah. hitting, like, hot, different notes. Because it, when it's revealed that he's dead, he has a good freak freakout. Uh, and his reaction to the dead body... And he's like,
2: why are you so looking... Funny. <laughs> like it's, a yes. very, it's um, I almost like when I was watching, like they could have played it a little bit more because they almost like they played that scene a little bit like too like
1: uh, yeah quick you know yeah I know they could have gone even further with it I think so too
2: yeah they could yeah <clears throat> if like if that one was uh, like directed by like Akiva from like Lonely Island you sure. know they it would have been like, like five like minutes like a,
1: cool like a, or like a apatow Tower Adam McKay would would like yeah. let like those go and up for a while um uh so he's he, really funny scene where he's like trying to put the knife back in or he thinks about it. It's just like unsettling, but he can't do it. He's, he's a coward and all these things. Uh, yeah. but then he runs out of there and a uh, great scene of everyone reacting to him. But, um, we were revealed. The, the, the real killer is revealed here who is like a Canadian acting royalty, Colm Fjord. Um, yeah.
2: Who, I, I, I ended up IMB being him. He's uh-huh. Yeah. He was, born, he was born in Massachusetts.
1: He's
3: but not he,
2: Canadian. That's right. Huh. I think he was he was Stratford famous. Mm. I think he was an American actor who got like kind of big in or he like moved to Canada and is yeah. like you know, yeah. I don't know the whole story. All I saw was Massachusetts and I was like mm. but he played Why? um uh Pierre Trudeau that's ministry. right that's right yeah and he's like a
1: again Canadian film staple like this guy yeah. or like film and tv everything that films in he's Canada
2: very very Toronto
1: but not just like Canadian like not a necessarily just American uh shows that you show, any indigenous shows out of Canada like stuff mm-hmm. built out of Canada comes from uh, like he's always like top of the list a uh, good yeah. cop, bone bon cop bad cop is 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 him right yeah
2: is he? Uh, does he speak French in that? I've never watched
1: that. I don't know. I'm sure, maybe in part because like
2: his name, I feel like he's French, but like maybe yeah. like maybe his par- one of his parents is French Canadian. Mm-hmm. But let us know, uh, mail in, <laughs> or at PO box.
3: <laughs>
1: so, but he's awesome in this, like brilliantly cast uh, as like this this killer, um, like gives a level of of weight to the role that they, you probably didn't really need. But, uh, I mean, or, or, you know, but enough, enough,
2: right? like it, he, At he, least on his resume, it just said that he could pull himself into an air duct. Air duct, so. yes, yes.
1: <laughs> I love that that joke comes up. Man, we're going to get to that. The supporting cast in this movie is so good, man. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. even people who will just show up for small parts. And Confior is, uh, uh, like, maybe... Gosh, I, I, as I said, I think Dave Foley steals the show in this film. Confior and, and uh, Jennifer Tilly are both really great in their she's bigger so, parts. She,
2: she's so great in this. She the movie.
1: gets the jokes, man, and like is like and is adding, but is adding her own uh, little flavor to it. And, and, <laughs> you know, and these other actors, like I can't see doing that.
2: So okay, remember when I asked Jen if she liked uh, Brain Candy? Yeah, she, she doesn't like that movie, but she adores The Wrong Guy.
1: So does my wife. My wife loves this movie. We watched them both.
2: Yeah. When we watch it tonight? That scene when Jennifer Tilly falls asleep while holding a can of dog food.
1: Spaghettios.
2: Spaghettios. That's what it is. And she goes, and they just like <laughs> flop out of frame, out of focus. And It is like it is the funniest thing I've yeah. ever seen.
1: Yeah. that's a a broad... We'll get to that narcoleptic. I think that was a broad stroke that I think was maybe too broad of a stroke, but they do pay off the joke eventually. You're right. Uh, It uh, does does feel
2: kind of heavy-handed. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Um, uh, So, so... Uh, Confiore uh, has to get out of there. As he gets up through an air duct, and there's a really good. He changes wardrobe. But he has so many <laughs> costumes. He does it like four times before, like doing that uh, kind of window
2: cut. Like, and meanwhile, Dave Foley's just like taking the elevator and getting covered buttons, in blood. Yes, dropping a knife and something like he some dropped this. Really I saw note. it fall out of your no
3: that's like, like so
2: like i most, never got that joke i'm like oh yeah the joke is the intercut between like him leaving the building completely covered in blood and being like mm-hmm, yeah why do I have a terrible nosebleed yeah.
1: nosebleed yeah meanwhile, so
2: meanwhile the actual killer is just like doing all this work i know
1: for- i know yeah that's great that juxtaposition is so good man yeah i didn't get that feel like like that's what i said there's a really great like doing a lot with 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 not a big budget, there's really great cinematography here. Where there's like an uh, like a, a a low down shot, um, uh, where it's looking up to uh, a low angle shot, where it's looking up to uh, um, Dave Foley kind of running out, and you see the kind of uh, zip line just over his head, kind of thing there. That felt like like yeah, like that's quality, man. And the way they were cutting it all together, like you know that they were do they were you know. They were, Cutting corners and things like that, but it looked, it felt solid enough. Especially, you could tell it was low budget. I mean, but, but for the, for I, I think they were hitting above their weight for for some of the, some of their things here, and I think they they did well.
2: Yeah, I thought it was it 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 very much felt like a Canadian movie. Like by the time they're running into the lobby, it's like so far it seems like the biggest amount of money they spent on this movie is renting this lobby.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: But and here's the thing that bugs me about the wrong guy is <laughs> yeah. that it's 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 clearly a canadian production it's mm-hmm. canadian and i think uk uh, from my imd being today mm-hmm. uh, it was like a co-production between those. but like um like it, it could take place anywhere it's a very shitspeaky right. like big city small town thing mm-hmm. it's very it very hits the same notes as like letter kenny and inches and creek and all these things all these kind of canadian like corner gassy things sure and it, so it it almost has that kind of canadian stink on it but it throughout the movie <laughs> it keeps saying like oh that guy has been following me since cleveland and like i'm the most wanted man in america uh, yeah yeah and it's like what like it's clearly all these toronto actors you got the fucking naked ladies singing yeah. in an alleyway yeah, 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 yeah you can't say it's american uh, yeah
1: yeah but like, i guess like, the, the cleveland like why why i guess they needed a name right i guess i wish they would have picked like a uh a, a, a,
2: you a, could a, just say like since 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 day one you didn't even have to say the name of a city just like ah, ever yeah, since yeah
1: i guess she says it at the end there when they want to pick a place and she doesn't want to live out in guess the, they, they could have said the city they could have said capital city
3: yeah i could have said
2: and then it, the whole like it, the third act takes place in a mini golf course on the fucking statue of liberty and then there's like the, the the five president heads yes. and then the, the sniper on the end. Yes. I'm like, why is this so heavy handedly American uh, with all these Canadian actors okay. and Canadian writers yeah. and Canadian production crew?
1: Interesting. Interesting. I hadn't really thought about that.
2: It's like fucking Maniac Mansion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting. Okay, so yeah. Well we'll, we'll we'll get down to that so yeah really funny so, uh so we see the security camp oh there's a nice i like uh that uh both the, the killer and nelson run into each other quickly so they both know each other like you again like uh that, that's a nice touch um nelson i love nelson throwing the knife off a bridge and it lands on a police <laughs> boat like that's so <laughs> that's, funny man yeah there's and he tries to hide on the bridge and like everything's going wrong for him
2: it's but, like, it's 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 so perfect. Like, every single thing that he tries to do yes, to get yes, out of yeah. trouble, like, just, like, it's <clears throat> a hilarious so, dumb look.
1: And and so, the, here's a security cam. We see the security cam. It's the first reveal of uh David Anthony Higgins as the police chief, who, again, I think is awesome in this film. Uh he, Yeah, he was on Ellen. That's what, like, I guess his only other claim to fame. There's another guy who was on, or, like, at least had a connection to uh ellen i think on here or maybe to, to another show that was around that time who we see later very
2: 1997 big time
1: 96, 97. big time uh but this is the first time the running gag of nelson as a woman is introduced he's like this and then the woman found the body no that's a man um but here's where like they establish the best the the best gimmick for of of this show of this movie that that i can tell the, the plot of this movie to people and it will get them interested and it will make them laugh out loud is we learn here they aren't looking for him at all. And yeah. He's playing this part of like the of the, the Hitchcock character, the classic Hitch- Hitchcockian character, that, uh, a guy who's on the run from a, for a crime he didn't commit, only they're not looking for him at all. That's See, such a good pitch, man. It,
2: it It really is. And that is the crux of what makes this whole movie so, so funny. Yes. But the first time I ever saw this movie that whole fundamental element totally took the stakes out of it for me Hmm. and I just like wasn't invested in uh the wrong guy like going through the whole thing but they're not after you you idiot it was like (laughs) I I, I, it was
3: he
1: is an idiot
2: but like yeah but like I didn't get the joke I guess yes and so it wasn't until like later on like my third time watching it, I was like oh, that's absolutely necessary. Like, mm-hmm. that's the whole joke. Mm-hmm. You just you just have to go along yeah. for the ride. Being like, yeah. You just have to know, like, he's an idiot. <laughs> yes, and, he truly and, like, is. The only problem is they didn't really, like, make him maybe likable enough. Like, it was a little bit of a save the cat kind of thing. Was yes, like, yes. Maybe that's the other element. That I know. I, first.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. I get it. I get it. He's, get still it. he's trying definitely trying
2: to get away with murder. <laughs> he's such a dink. He's such a dick. Um,
1: <laughs> so he's running away. He's running away when he sees, the... when he first sees a cop who is, again, as we mentioned, the aforementioned bare naked ladies. I think it's Stephen page at this point. He does a perfect flip into the, uh, like just that throwaway. And there's so many good throwaway jokes, but he does a perfect flip into a dumpster. And you know, that was a, a stunt man. <laughs> that, that is such a great visual gag.
2: It was like and, UHF.
1: Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) yeah really funny um uh and yeah good joke where he's stuck in there but he gets out and he has to make a call to his wife and he leaves a message and i here's another uh, part from this film fart from this film um
2: (laughs) i mean you're not wrong (laughs) um (laughs) wow uh
1: so uh, as well as uh, i will quote from this 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 uh conversation or the message he leaves to his his wife please, this time, when he's talking about like how he's got to live a life on the run now and he can't call her and i'll live my life and uh, frightened uh, at any little any little noise in the night what's that i'll say oh just an alley cat toying with a tin how like that mangy tom am i Forever Search, cutting off, and then he gets caught I, That's
2: right. I, let me just leave the most How poetic. like that
1: mangy Tom am, I. That am like, I? He's smart to give up. He's starting to get into a, like a poet poem yeah, he's, about he's his like, life. like, he's like Kerouac all of a sudden. Like he's, so, he's so swept up in himself. He's yeah. so self-absorbed. I love it. But in a really, I love that combination of self-absorbed, but idiocy he's so no, dumb yes. he's so he's dumb a, he's
2: like a perfect like kind of anti-hero like yes. you hate him yes. therefore it's yes. fine yes
1: <laughs> i think so after this speaking of being dumb he throws out all of his id he throws out all of his id and his credit <laughs> card right. He makes his another, money but there's one very really funny decision. when he's throwing out all the money and he looks at a picture of himself in a <laughs> in a sombrero and he's just he's gonna <laughs> laugh to himself and that always makes me laugh every time that he's still laughing about. and that me. comes back that becomes the yes, that
3: that's, what the, saying,
1: that's smart that's smart screen right there's some yeah. smart smart like uh the way they put that like, connect the dots here i think you can tell it was like and dave fully
2: wrote this and you can tell like he, yeah. he did a really good job of like you know making the story make sense right and, yeah and, and, and that's it you can tell he wrote it with the like these
1: two other guys who kind of uh, uh, work together to to make everything work with David Anthony Higgins, a guy from, as a co-writer of this, uh, the guy from Ellen, uh, the police chief. Oh,
2: that that guy helped co-wrote yeah, it? Yeah, uh, oh, and somebody else, Jay Cogan.
1: Do you know the name Jay Cogan? Do you know him at all?
2: No. Oh, wait. he's like some, uh, he, he worked a on James Everybody Singer? Loves Raymond. <laughs> okay. uh, he worked on
1: Tracy Allman, Simpson. So, yeah, you know, just like a, you know, a oh, comedy okay. comedy vet. Um,
2: yeah. the the '90s crew, the yeah. the army army man zine guys. Yeah.
1: Um. So he throws. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, throws away all his ID. Um, and uh, there's a great. What's his name? The murderer's stolen a, a a jeep, and he's listening to music. It's like.
3: And there's
1: a real another great throwaway line where the DJ is like, uh, "That was uh, some jazz." <laughs> so, so, like right. he does. I don't usually was work he, here.
2: He's taken over the radio. Yes. <laughs> That's that was. Some jazz I don't know. I don't have the thing in front of me. <laughs> I don't usually Anyways. <laughs> and
1: then, I mean, but it's enough because like be on the lookout for a stolen Jeep and like oh yeah. So it establishes that. Um and then again, it's like uh a second again, miss, this is your stop. <laughs> Someone's telling Dave Foley he has to get off the bus right. at this at this middle of nowhere. Um it was, uh, uh, so a good, uh, it here's was a, a
2: proposed town <laughs> a proposed town like that's so
1: smart man
2: yeah that that's <laughs> a that's a really that's why he ended up in Shit's creek
1: to end up in such like <laughs> in the middle of no, a proposed town that's great
2: <laughs> well then uh, the depression hit
1: <laughs> and well this is your stop get out um uh so the police chief is at a strip club at this one this is a good i like this running gag of him just wasting money and not really wanting to do any work he said there's no reason for them to go to this strip club (laughs) and it's like ah well they were just a hunch that they might know him anyways (laughs) let's get a couple seats up at the front
2: (laughs) i love how far they take that joke, but he's he still manages to do an okay job yes i know that's nice i like i know (laughs) yeah i
3: know
1: um He has a good hunch. He has good hunches. Uh, Yeah. So Nelson is stuck in the woods and we established that he's hungry. This is really funny. He eats some uh, berries and then you see it. There's really great visual gag. You get (laughs) a nice little bit of sound where he steps out of, he steps out of frame and you can hear a sight like uprooting of something. And he's got a massive toadstool. And he just takes a big bite out of, and then (laughs) mash cut to him vomiting profusely behind a tree. That's (laughs) hilarious. That's hilarious. So we've established that he's hungry
2: that's right and then he gets sick again yes we could
1: this i'm gonna get to that uh because it, it cuts quickly to the boardroom and no one notices that even that he's gone they don't even care that he's gone like, like and they just...
2: saw him running out screaming yes, yes. and they don't remember it they clearly like huh,
1: yeah, what? yeah this is the day after a murder has occurred i think that's hilarious <laughs> Um, and really because here you see the one one uh, Kids in the Hall uh, alum Kevin McDonald is at the hotel and there's a really funny hotel scene here uh, with a single room please where he keeps using that <laughs> trying to use this what? Voice. Yes, and then he, he ends up just a single room please like a really great scene with the two of them like Awesome. Uh, and, but then again, on the way, oh, fuck a bird mulch. Um, I, I don't know if you noticed this one joke. is a throwaway joke. Again, another throwaway joke. When he notices in the newspaper, Kevin McDonald notices, be on the lookout, murder on the loose in a Jeep. The headline uh, or the name of the um, uh, newspaper is Banner Graphic so so they didn't even change anything that's so funny
2: <laughs> like like an art art department joke
1: yes like clearly like that's the name of, did you read the new banner graphic today like that's the name of the so i think that that's a, did, into, you, did you notice that or did you not just recently this is the, this watching it again here this oh this God, movie wanders cool. into uh zucker territory at times not full um like naked zucker, gun. Zuckerberg no like naked gun or like airplane style oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh comedy but it gets close it gets close and that's a that's a uh a, a... yeah because it's still telling a kind of a
2: believable story but like, yeah. it, it like you <laughs> yes. know yes. like yes. narcolepsy and the glued yeah. fan- like it's just yeah you
1: know. yeah um so uh again uh, so he uses so here's we get two great voices with uh uh kind of old single role plays like uh, <laughs> uh like his room there day phone yeah, but then yeah. his voice when the cop all the cops have figured out that he's there and he's he's leaving the room with a towel on his head and he's got a totally completely different voice I was like oh I was just I was just in the shower <laughs> he, he's That's so right. like he's just he like he's doing all these different things here in every little scene and I love it Um,
2: I was also wearing a suit, a full suit with a tie on, with a towel on
1: Yes. So good. Um, uh, So nice writing with the killer, the real killer is in the next door. Again, that's a nice, again, that's convoluted, but for this kind of story, it's perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, It's funny that that's where he took the jeep. Um, uh, So uh, again, here's where they're making up for uh, low budget with this shootout, looks good. Uh, where he's doing this flip in slow motion and shooting out with the cops with two guns. kind of. Again, this is when John Woo was really popular, so they're aiming for something like that. Um, and, and I love Nelson running away. That's really funny. Uh, and this, here comes to me, this is one of the greatest comedy, the sequence of jokes that comes here uh, is one of my favorite sequences of comedy, of 90s film altogether. So he's running away, he 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 sees a train and he's wanting to get onto this train oh my
2: god and I'm the sorry. train is
1: running when he's trying to plan it he sees an opening and he jumps onto it and he rolls out the other side first off like laugh out loud first time i saw that and then yeah. he's running to try and catch it to catch this train and it slows down and he grabs he's able to grab onto the back of the ladder he's just banging the shit out of his face on this ladder that it's as so, this thing is running along and, and then it just slows down and stops so he didn't have yeah. to run and chase and grab it anyways and he comes to life he kind of comes to and he's just kind of rubbing his stomach <laughs> still. It reminds you that he's hungry. And he slides open one of the cars and you see all this, this whole big thing of, of Thompson so ham. Before you even ham. continue. Yes.
2: Before you continue everything you've just described as like your health. You're like, this is my example of hilarious comedy. Yes. If you were to just put this in black and white and like kind of speed up the footage a little bit yes. and just show it to people, they'd be like, Oh, this is Charlie Chaplin.
3: Yeah. Like
2: It's totally like, you're if, right. If you were to like, send that back in time to 1910 mm-hmm. people will be like oh yeah this is very up the time like it's it's so classic of a right? joke yes. but it's it's still like it's it's like they're new jokes like he jumps through the thing he grabs the back and he like and and i only wish that, yeah. i wish when i saw that i was like it would have been funnier if like because his face gets knocked so many times he gets passed out and then he wakes up at it's night time yeah. That would have been the only thing
3: I would but have then that, that He's misses. been there for hours.
2: <laughs> yes, that, yeah, I see
1: what you're saying. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, and so he opens us up. We remember he's hungry. He hasn't eaten anything. He's, uh, and, uh, and he opens us up, and it's a bunch of crates of canned ham. <laughs> that's um, right, that's right. And and it pulls
2: oh, up. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it pays off.
1: <laughs> so it pulls up, uh, it cuts to later to the. uh, the cab pulling up to the, uh, uh, or pardon me, the uh, train pulling up, and like the guys like, so what are you unloading here? Oh, a bunch of, a bunch of crates of tainted ham, and it just opens up to just like, there's got to be like eight empty. <laughs> it's this beautiful no, image. they The reveal, it later, it's <laughs> ten. It's
2: the reveal, it's ten.
1: Ten, ten. Ham. <laughs> when he wakes up in the hospital, like, well, yes. you ate ten cans had to of to pump ham. your stomach. They had to pump your stomach for ten can ham. and he's no, just that's out cold. that's mine. He looks dead. <laughs> he just looks dead, and yeah so again so then the, like again this is what i mean it's still the same sequence he's still like the, again this he's in the hospital and he comes to and and like, like you don't have any identification could you give me your name And he's looking around the room like you know the what classic i take thing.
2: i take back that thing where he wakes up at nighttime. Yes. that is a way funnier outcome yes 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 Cause like because yes. the like because maybe in the first script it was that he just like got hit in the head and he woke up in the yes. in the hospital and that was it and it's like yeah. that's a little funny but what's funnier is the chanted hams. Like it sets ham. up a, a, a joke for later was like, we can't afford to fix the fridge. And we gotta eat canned food. Yes, and then it's canned yes, ham like,
1: it's can oh, ham. this cracker is filling. And spilling. he's so hungry. He's starving at that moment, but he just eats a cracker because <laughs> oh all they have is canned ham. Such a great payoff. But yeah, anyway, so he's in the hospital. really good
2: ABC. A- B- he's right. still in the
1: hospital. I mean, to me, this is still like the same running uh, string here of jokes where he's like, he comes to in the hospital and he doesn't have any ID so he has to come up with a name like the classic name he's looking around he's like my name is and he sees on one of the equipment he's like my name is Jones and he's still looking around and the funniest thing too before he comes up with this name is you see Simpson and and like Mike or something next to this oh, other thing I never but, he comes up, but he says but he says my name is Jones and he's still looking around and he goes Enema Bag Jones like oh my god I was peeing my pants
2: and yeah like,
1: the first time I saw that's, this
2: that's that's the most quotable part of the movie yes, everyone's like yes. oh Enema Bag Jones <laughs> (laughs)
1: And then he says Helen Harris. She's like, no, that's my name. That's so he's reading your name tag. Um, and that
2: that is the most like (laughs) like you could tell that joke to like a two-year-old like, so like yeah, that, that, is whole, her name. that
1: whole sequence right all there even up to like I will even include when he's trying to get out of the hospital and like because remember he's like trying to sneak around still and he has to get all the he has to find clothes and he makes all the noise with all the <laughs> all the uh, right. great scene with all the um, coat cool hangers. hangers yeah so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny it's like I, I just love this um uh uh, so I okay, so it expands that the feds have been uh are keeping the cops on the case they find out and they're given unlimited resources so they get to go to can we go to my can we go to Cincinnati? I got a sister in Cincinnati I haven't seen in eight months um uh eight funny months. scene. yeah
2: yeah a funny <laughs> yeah. scene but yeah specific month oh, yeah God, that's what yeah it's saying. a good joke like get, yeah. I get, I get, I get, I get.
1: Uh, funny scene with the cops in the lobby because uh, the killer finds out he's there where the killer has to try and save uh, a cop's life because he's because again he's put on uh, a new uh because that's a running joke with this killer is that he's always putting on different uniforms so they mistake him for a doctor so he has to uh save this cop's life and he goes clear and ends up killing him um that's really funny um
2: yeah i like that scene where it's in it's like Yeah. I just need to be, I need to take a walk. Yes. And And he
1: runs away. And
2: it's like, that's a really good. Yeah. And there's like
1: legit good suspense in that moment too, where he's like bringing out like this, the like kind of the blade and stuff like that. They do a good job with that. Um, uh, Really funny scene. Uh, The the detective. Oh, we cut back to the detective and he's looking at the, uh, the, the shot, the piece of paper of the shot from the security camera. He's like, you're good. I quit. Like, he gives up kind of thing, and then all of a sudden there's a new lead. He's just such a bad cop, but somehow he ends up solving oh, the well. crime. You're too good for me. I quit. Um, so here, Jennifer Tilly picks up Nelson, revealed her um, is a... Uh, uh, it, this is a, the, the hook here. It, it, like I, I think, I, as I'm saying, she does great work here, and she gets all the joke, and she adds to it. And so I thought, I wasn't sure if the narcolepsy, that feels so kind of first draft you know what i mean at first but i think they pay it off they pay it off eventually i feel I, like
2: almost like the movie kind of needed an angle like that because at that yeah. point it, it was already taken such like uh diet approaches i mean just kind of like normal like straightforward storytelling elements up to that point where it's yeah. like it's out there and the canned hams and stuff but like it's still like <laughs> in the realm of possibility like yeah this is your stop like yeah but so that i was think kind i like, think
1: yeah, at the time I was kind of like mm. but yeah. but I think I think like the way they use it like they they use it as a a good kind of exclamation point for a joint a joke or or like when yeah. They, yeah.
2: It's the first most absurd part. Mm-hmm. And I, I at least they let like a really absurd thing happen like that far into the yeah. established movie. But yeah. you're right. It it is a little bit jarring, but it's like mm-hmm. it's funny. It yeah. pays off.
1: Yeah, um uh, like so when they he goes into their house and uh, she she tells I like this line like we can't afford any ice this bricks down they, they can't afford ice. that's how broke they are.
2: yeah I love uh, that it was such a good exposition like so yeah. immediately like mm-hmm. the, the first nonchalant yeah. thing he says. So
1: yeah, uh, like, yeah, <laughs> yes, and it breaks tears her apart. That's great, man. And she gets that. She gets the rhythms of these scenes and stuff. That's so. That is kids in the hall comedy. Like I still think, even though this isn't Jennifer a kids Tilly's in the hall, like really good. Yeah, she's such yeah. a good actor. Yeah, um, but it's but they have a unique flavor, man. Like Dave Foley. Even this is, even though this isn't kids in the hall, this is a unique flavor of comedy, and she and she knows how to cook with it. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I wonder if she like you know is like a pretty. Big, like a fan of their work, or yeah. Like maybe, kind of, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, she doesn't see like she she didn't she didn't get much. She did comedic stuff ish, but it was like mm-hmm. almost like yeah. she was in that sort of horror genre mm-hmm. kind
1: of Right, it's right, right. Of... Um. So yeah. So she convinces him to stay and uh, live on like a room and board. Uh. And there's where we meet Joe Flaherty, her father, who's I love that's this, right. who's a country banker who's fighting like the dirty farmers. Like that's such a nice
2: twist.
3: That is like,
1: so. We're going to tear down that bank and put up a nice crop of corn.
2: (laughs) That is the funniest. Just like, take that, the news in 1922. Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) So funny, man. Like, that's so good. And both Joe Flaherty's great, and the guy who plays the evil farmer are perfect. Um,
2: And he runs a newspaper. Like, the biased newspaper. Yes.
1: Um, uh, So, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, they have. Here's where they have the can ham for dinner, and here cuts. The, the, the detective gets uh, four tickets to to Moby the musical, and he asks for a blonde Asian. <laughs> like he's getting very specific for the escorts.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, uh, farmer Brown shows up and threatens the bank. Um, oh yeah, I love this part. Like that guy's talking about because like, because so the farmer uh, has put like he runs the the newspaper in town. It cuts back to the the actor who worked at the gas station. Excuse me. Who saw him uh, pour 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 his head under a water machine? That's right.
2: Yeah, me and Jim were watching the movie and being like, "I recognize this guy yeah. from everything." Yeah, he's Canadian he,
1: too. Yeah, yeah Canadian he, he character actor. Canadian. Yeah, even great Even if you luck.
2: were even if you were American, you'd you'd look at that and be like, "I think that guy's Canadian." For like, sure. For sure. But yeah, he's must be like he's very he's got this very shit's creaky yeah. look. Yeah. He has <laughs> like, he
1: shows up in three three separate scenes, right? And this is the last one you see right? and it's good cuz they're establishing that he's in the newspaper. Solid he's gold like... Pumps. <laughs> <laughs> he's Dude, announced that there's a million dollar reward joke. if you can find, if you can catch
3: this if it was you can catch the killer almost like, like
2: a joke like what would a lazy writer do like yes. well they run a gas station he's like first thing i'm gonna do is get some, get some, like, some i'm not some three-dimensional anyway
1: it's yeah, only a gas station that's all he cares about <laughs> that's so funny man yeah, there's so good. many good throwaway jokes in this movie i wonder who
2: that guy is because like yeah I know so, he's so good He's got such a good character actor yeah. look
1: Um. Uh, so uh, yeah all these people are wanting to leave the bank now because uh, the newspaper the farmer owns the newspaper and is like spreading all this shit that, that Nelson is the killer there and uh, they're talking about like where would we be with this really good throwaway this kind of reminded me a bit of Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure uh, the, uh, when they have like that community hall meeting uh, about where Pee Wee's bike is, and everybody's there, and he's like, we asked, like, okay, where where would you, you tried to remember you had you 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 got a loan from us to to open your men's jewelry store, and there's a guy there in men's jewelry, and it, like again, like that's a great throwaway line that they didn't have to do, but I like that they were doing it.
2: That scene is the most shit's creek part of the whole movie. I've I never just watched
1: it. it's creek, you know that, but I get it now. Like, when you're saying this, I get I, I can see the idea of like, yeah, totally. Um, uh, corner gas to Kim's convenience,
2: <laughs> totally. It's 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 a weird like, I'm only realizing that like that is the Canadian scratch that's always being itched yeah. is like that sort of like, what if it's in a small town? But like, interesting, I, I, I don't, I, I never, I never dislike it, it always yeah. kind of works. That's the one thing it like. I think, yeah. like, um, Brent Butt, had, he did a podcast. I, I mean, I'm going on a big tangent. but He was, like, saying that, like, Canadians are always the first to shit on things that are Canadian. Right. Because it's, like, if it has that stank of Canadiana on it. Yeah. Um, or it's just... And, and it's true. Like, you'd be like, oh, a CTV sitcom. Ugh. But Like, Schitt's Creek was, like, one of the first sitcoms in a while where, like, well, I like Catherine O'Hara. And, I like, fucking, if she's on board, then sure, yeah. I'll give it a chance kind of thing. And... Uh, but like if you look at anything that's been like kind of like successful and actually kind of good and Canadian mm. it's like trailer park boys and all these things yeah. that are like just like small town Canadian hick right and like for some reason that's the chord that kind of strikes well I
1: don't yeah know. yeah and this uh, movie yeah. is
2: kind of like a weird predecessor to it,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. it yeah unintentionally accurate. yeah yeah I think you're right yes yeah. so they after right after the bank scene there's a really good bus gag again this is what i thought is totally like naked gun they do these kind of back-to-back uh bus gags where because of the way because uh uh dave foley is dressed like an old-timey bank guy the barbershop quartet right. thinks, thinks he's going to their convention and because uh, the killer is dressed up like uh, some uh, arm, in army fatigue, some like uh, disturbed veterans retreat bus goes by. Like, again, <laughs> so convoluted. And, that, and that's so like, like, that's what I think. Maybe that's the furthest they get into like naked gun territory. Yeah. Um, but uh, so the killer finds them. And all, the, every, like, they don't have a lot of s- stuff together, the three of them. But whenever the three of them together, it is gold, man. Which which I, three? Uh, fior uh jennifer tilly and dave foley like these are three like heavyweight mm-hmm. like really good actors man yeah uh, i love when they're all in the van together are, are forced no first when uh, uh they had the the standoff with the cop and uh the cop runs away and there's just this oh they're in the parking lot at a gas station and again another quick throwaway joke where dave foley is walking away casually like That's he's right. just—it's a quick like kind of. Oh well, I guess this is done. But <laughs> the cop just got the, the killer just grabs him again. Like, where are you going? Yeah,
3: yeah, like yeah. I yeah. think
1: you'd run or something. You know what and I that, mean? And that happens again at the very end. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so so yeah, but but when the three of them are together, uh, it's hilarious. When I think he's a super cop, <laughs> like the, the way That's like he's what... like it's really funny. Um. I love that the manicurist helps the detectives to follow them it's like see, and you thought getting a manicurist was a, was a <laughs> bad idea. that's right I, I love uh,
2: how like that's that's a good like uh, like <clears throat> his want his desire to yes. like- just spend frivolous money yes. like it's clear that like he like, ah, I'll never catch you. I just want to live my best life <laughs> yes, right yes, but in doing that he. <laughs> finds the murderer like that's like, such such good writing like yeah that, really that horrible decision leads yes. to yes. The finding him
1: yeah um Oh yeah so after like uh he knocks him out this is a really funny part where he's like carrying nelson he's like and he because he, he thinks he's knocked him out and he's carrying him but dave foley is completely conscious He's like you're awake i have been for a while now i've been carrying <laughs> you i thought you wanted to <laughs> How <laughs> oh, funny to me!
3: That's so um, good.
1: Uh, so they go underneath the. They're underneath. They're at this, uh, as you as you mentioned, uh, mini golf. Where underneath this big Statue of Liberty uh, section, there's uh, Ken Daly's waiting there with the money, and there's yeah, a, they're,
2: they're, they're at the uh, America America the golf course. Yes, and there's <laughs> a
1: and there's a, a because the 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 idea is there's a, a, a hole in the ground. or a trap door that will take you to a tunnel that will get you across the Rio Grande, right? Oh, um, I, didn't, that, I didn't follow that. It. Like, whatever. Who cares, right? That's you when know? I got like, up and yeah. That's
2: when I got some bubble of water.
1: Um, yeah, but uh, uh, Care- it, uh, Nelson recognizes Ken Daly, and he still isn't putting two and two together. He's like, "Hey, that's Ken Daly. I work with him." Like, he's so keen on things, doesn't realize <laughs> yeah. that this is the guy who's hired him, who was hired to have him killed. <laughs> still <laughs> so funny. Wet. Still clueless. Um, but when he puts it all together, it's so great too. And, and Jennifer Tilly's like Nelson you solved the mystery. It's like, yeah, I guess you're right. What do you say we get out of here? Again, he's like, he's forgotten about things again. He's just so stupid. So anyway, Daly's head is stuck between the ladders when he gets killed. Uh, so they can't climb out of there. So they climb up to the top of the Statue of Liberty. They have the standoff with uh, some really funny stuff with the standoff here. And then here's the, the only real direct homage to a, a Hitchcock movie. is This is a shot for shot. Uh, uh, of the climax of a movie called Saboteur, when someone falls off the Statue of Liberty, only in this case it's just it's just the head, and he's like, "I landed on my keys."
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I, and I think I thought that line was just so weak for that whole. I do. Did it like, didn't fit. It didn't I like, fit. It was like I I wanted him to be like uh, to like like get the stretcher. Like that's yeah, okay. I'm I'm okay. Like, yes, just, yeah, something, something, like, something right. like that would have been better. But yeah, like,
1: yeah, that was, was a, like, that felt a little more. Uh, a I was B like, rate. When ele- they've been yeah. hitting all these home runs, what's this? What's this yeah. uh, kind of Bush League? Yeah,
2: it was a comedy button after the climax.
1: Yeah, like that's I agree. insane. Like, I agree. What, what a weird drop a, 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 a rare one. miss among some other. Uh,
2: I, I, I will say, a miss if, <laughs> if you will.
1: Um, so. There's a good expense uh, account discussion with the cops where he finds out everything's okay. He's In fact, he's getting rewarded for it. That's um, right. And then a really nice wrap-up with with uh, Jennifer Tilly and Dave Foley where they have one more last joke where she uh, kind of falls asleep after they share a romantic moment. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think a, a, as a complete film, I think the wrong guy, I'll say it right now, head-to-head, head. far better film. What do you think?
3: head <laughs> um, Yeah, I thought, like...
2: Honestly, I would say, like, The Wrong Guy is a better structured story. Yeah. And I will say that um, Kids in the Hall Brain Candy is a funnier movie because of the amount of jokes per minute. And, like, hmm. because they do a good job of, of turning a, a formatted sketch comedy TV show into a movie uh, while, like, so they've, they've created a narrative but they've still, like, been able to, like, plunk. Um, everybody in like in, like treat it like a sketch show, but like it kind of just fits with the narrative. Yeah. So there's still like little pockets of just like right, you know, right. like you know the the a uh, Bruce McCullough and Mark <clears throat> McKinnon character <clears throat> coming out of the truck at the opening sequence. Like there's a few callback characters, but it's not over the head. It's not like the Mr. Bean movie where it's just like everything you've already fucking seen in the TV show but now for an American audience with the guy from (laughs) Ghostbusters 2. Who gives a shit?
1: Wow, man. You got really upset there about Mr. Bean.
2: I could, like, I I loved Mr. Bean. And then the movie came out I was just like, oh, this is for every American who never saw the Mm. show? Then who cares? They, They missed out and, like, just make another movie. Fuck. Right to um, new things.
1: okay so full of hate i disagree I, like i think i think the jokes are better in the wrong guy too i think especially going go looking back at these and like seeing them again i think there's a time when i think there's more there's some memorable the joke, characters
2: the, the jokes are better but yeah. they're not as abundant
1: oh i don't uh, know man. quality i was laughing i was laughing way more watching the wrong guy again than i was watching brain candy just like on a consistent basis throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even mention like yeah, there's again some other characters that way I think we kind of glossed over but uh so to me I think The Wrong Guys is a better film and and yep. I think uh I, I I agree with you that Dave Foley is uh but again we can both say still my favorite uh, of the kids in the hall. I love News Radio as well, man. That was Joe oh Rogan. Can we say that? Can we say that was Joe Rogan's peak oh, as well?
2: Absolutely. Now he's just like like the voice, oh the voice ever mentioned that I like smoking weed yeah, yeah, yeah. i i've 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 caught that, yeah,
1: I caught that and part. everyone's got you know whatever, whatever he does what he does. he's got and I'm, I'm not the demographic, but. Uh, so I want to thank you for doing this with me. We we talked about like uh, the the this this these these two great films these two, from these comedic idols of ours, and we we talked a lot, man. This is going to be the longest episode, I'm sure, because we talked a lot about. I'm two... so sorry. I no, I, have, no. I have a tendency to talk
2: as Please. much as you.
1: Please, yeah, no. I was I was doing a lot of rambling too, and I I'm enjoying it. I don't think it, it doesn't suck. I yeah. love I love you. I love you too. But before we sign off here, as a guest on yours, mine, and the truth, you are required. Yeah. To provide your top five songs by the band Extreme. Yeah. All right.
2: Wait, by the band Extreme? Yes. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck you. I literally thought you meant... No, I I swear to God. I thought you meant, what are your... (laughs) Oh, my God. Your top five favorite extreme songs. So I meticulously worked on a list of songs that are just extreme... I don't even what is the band extreme I don't even know what that is I swear to God I have a great fantastic list Mm -hmm. but it is not I think what you're looking for
1: okay let's hear them
2: okay my top five most extreme songs (laughs) That aren't f- by the band Extreme, which no one fucking knows about. You fucking Gen X, fucking. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh.
3: It's
1: not like I like I threw like a couple like playlists at you like early in the week or anything like that. Oh, you did? Yes. So what email? It's yeah, that on your it? fucking phone, you, piece of shit?
2: What? I honestly don't. I was gonna send you this list to be like, is this good?
3: Mm-hmm. But well, let like, me oh, let no. me hear I what felt you got. So
2: good about it. All right, Turn Down for What
3: by DJ Snake.
2: The most extreme song in the world.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Also, the most extremely positive song in the world, which is We Like to Party by the Benga Boys. Like the That's extreme. But in terms of go- going back to what extreme, you know, generally means as a theme, I yes. Kill Children by the Dead Kennedy. <laughs> and, uh, and then... Uh, uh, Mundian uh, Tabakke, which is uh-huh. by Punjab MC, and it's a fantastic Bangra song. Mm-hmm. I suggest giving you a look. It would be oh man, I would love for them to like redo Reservoir Dogs mm-hmm. and and use and just use like. All oh, right, all right, keep going. So fucking good. And then um, <laughs> and then it's a tie. It it's a tie between two Weird Al songs, which is I Remember Larry versus Good Old Days, which oh. are both like. He's a very PG 13 writer for the most part, mm-hmm. Weird Al. But mm-hmm. these songs are very much about a psychopathic murderer. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. I know. Yeah, I, I know you're a big Weird Al guy too. And so, I've mentioned Weird Al in the past. I Weird know. Al did a great, a great, uh, uh he on extreme, the did a great, yes, did a great, uh, extreme homage with, um, I, uh, you don't love me anymore. That, that video mm. is a shot for shot recreation of More Than Words by Extreme you know oh. the song more than words no. i just sent you a playlist i just sent you the playlist for the guest selection
2: on my uh, to my to my textings your
1: goddamn phone from spotify all right i mean like that was cute that was funny those are extreme songs you're right Ha <laughs> extreme adjective i honestly had but no idea listen to me right now listen to me right now <laughs> you are gonna give me you're gonna listen to that with your wife listen to jenna and then you guys can put this list together all right, I gave you a playlist. Wait, which one?
2: Which one? Jan I just my wife? sent you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I sent you a playlist. You're gonna you're gonna give me a top five, okay? Okay, I will. By by, uh, you know, maybe sometime tomorrow, okay? Because I'm gonna send this thing. Off. If, I, if you can get it to me tomorrow, just give me. If, like, do you? If you're not too busy during the day, you can get. Just put it together. I can, I think there's like I don't know, sixteen is songs. Is this like?
2: There. Is this like the what's the best bird of the decade?
1: No. Is no. this? <laughs> Now, you're just going to listen. You're a guest on yours, mine, and the truth. This was okay, a, well, man- this, it's a this, I thought this... I did an
2: amazing job at my extreme. I know. Song. Those
1: were very extreme. you right. I,
2: I, and you know, I will send you the Spotify list that I. The I'll share that, that I as made. well. I'll share it. I listen to it. I'll share for... it.
1: I'll share it. But you're not getting <laughs> off the hook here, man. OK? I don't think. I don't, this is something we take very seriously.
2: <laughs>
1: you're very extreme about extreme. That's right. Um, thanks, buddy. Thank you. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> uh we will do something again because it's the thing that uh, i talking about how uh, some uh, people are having ideas of bouncing back with something from their youth that they want to re-examine that maybe i haven't seen so if you have ideas for that i think you had mentioned what did you mention at the beginning squawk box there from we go. ytv maybe um maybe that's what we do, doing <laughs> maybe that's the route we go do so it. so again yeah adam anything you want to plug
2: Oh man, I've got nothing going on.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, we we just got the <laughs> new. I mean, but hey, we are in the right spot right now, in as terms of like uh, like people who want to be auditioning right well, yeah, now, I mean, it looks like uh, we are about to open up. Before everybody, everybody,
2: I, I'm gonna be in some some show. In, in fact, there's a loose moose connection to something I'm because uh, we were talking mm-hmm. about loose moose at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah,
3: I remember. And
2: uh, and uh, I did a show. Uh, it was, it's a Hillary Swank nasa show that comes out in the fall cool and i got a, re, a recurring role in it which is like kind of like sweet uh i have like out of four episodes i have three lines uh it's and, but it's great and like everyone i worked on the show with it was awesome but this this lady who is like i think she's supposed to be the head of the india space agency on the show mm-hmm. um uh viz i want to say her name is I i only knew her from the show I, and, and apparently she's been she does a lot of theater. She's like super famous. <laughs> Everyone's gonna Google it and be like, "Oh, I know who you're talking about." Okay. She's in tons of stuff. I think she does voices for like My Little Pony. But she went to. She was part of Loose Moose with Bruce McCullough at the very mm. beginning of like Kids in the Hall. And cool. I was just like, "Oh, sweet, nice." So uh, that little bow on things here, I like that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and she went on a date with Bruce McCullough and said she uh, never. She, 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 yeah, he had beans on the stove so, uh, in the can, and she was like. It's like some straight up like hobo shit. Anyways, <laughs> wow. So that's
1: well, a show be,
2: called Away that'll
1: be in uh, out in the fall. Cool, man. We'll keep an eye there you out go. for that. There you and, go. three uh,
2: lines, three lines, four episodes. But yeah. as
1: we mentioned, like people like, oh, dude, I wanted to give you a shot. You worked on Cupcake and Dino. My uh, daughter Nora loves Cupcake. Oh, and
2: great! Bridal. I'm so she I'm loves so glad, it,
1: man. She loves it. We oh, sing I'm that so song glad. all the time. Uh, <laughs> that's on Netflix. People should watch yeah. that. Um, catchy,
2: hey, that, so, yeah, that theme song. Yeah, really funny,
1: really funny, and that's your arm in the opening credits, right?
2: Uh,
1: One of the. Am I in the arms? credits? Or no? And like, I remember you see like there's arms like kind of punch each other. It's a gift. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: It, I think it's like episode nine. Like, there's a part where like Cupcake and Anna go like, "Let's do it!" And they're like, "I, th-
1: I thought it was in up- opening credits, but I could uh, be wrong. I could be wrong."
2: It's it's in a trailer for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, cool. But yeah,
2: it's just me and another and like an animator that's so arm. That's so and fun. it was like the, the, the show creators like. You've got the most Dino arm, and you've got the most Cupcake arm.
1: That's oh let's goodness. do this. That's awesome. That's so cool, <laughs> man. Uh, is are you are you done with them, or what were you? What was I it? was
2: working at uh, Atomic Cartoons. That was, yeah. Where I was working on that show, um, and then I worked on a couple other cartoons after that. Uh, as just like um, uh, editor for like, the, yeah. uh, But Cupcake and Dino, I got to do like creative editing, which was really fun um but cool. then the other stuff it was like assembly editing for a couple uh disney shows and for a curious george movie which will be coming out soon because awesome. then yeah so but right now i'm just having a nice little quarantine show yeah
1: that's good for and you, uh I'm happy yeah. To hear it. yeah man all right well well we miss you we hope that we get to see you again soon for in real life it's nice to see your face here today
2: hey man this is real life too <laughs> it is real. maybe it's real life bro yeah. zoom's real <laughs>
1: Um, say hi to Jen for me. Um, again, I hope that we can hang out again soon. We will. And uh, yeah, we will talk soon, buddy. Thank you again. So,
2: so, thanks so, so much, man. Ah.
0: Love you, dude. Peace. Bye. Happiness and sunbeams and cute little puppy dots. These are the things that I've seen with my heart. Life is a happy game. If you don't forget to smile, but every now and then Your face, it harbors a frown Sadness is a barnacle clinging to your bright boat. You won't let it sink your spirits if you'll only learn to flow We are all sea captains sailing on life's rough seas Come on you Magellans, come with me, I've got pie I guess you're wondering what's in this pie. Well, there's two cups love, a cup and a half of understanding, a tablespoon of good old-fashioned compassion, sugar to taste, and you know what? The ovens are our hearts.
3: Happiness
0: pie. See the sad man in the corner. He is gross and
1: Okay, so yeah, that's uh, episode eight in the books. Um, hmm. That was a bit of a curveball kind of thrown at me there by Mr. Pateman at the end. Seems he, you know, at least he claims he was unfamiliar with podcast rules, even though I had you know, sent him the podcast uh, playlist more than once, I believe. Uh, so I, I think uh, Mr. Pateman might have been having a little fun, fun with us. Um, but let this let this be known to to him and to any future guests who are going to pull a stunt like that. You will not be welcome back on this show. You want to talk about your fun little show box or crack box or crackerjack, whatever show this was that, that you liked as well that was kind of around the same time. Well, I'll tell you what, pal. It doesn't happen until I get, you know, an apology. Number one. And, 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 f- f- God damn it. Adam Pateman. A top five songs by the band from Boston, Massachusetts. Extreme. In order from your fifth favorite to your first favorite. Okay? That's for you, Adam. And for any other future guests. Okay? I'm not. I am not messing around. Okay? Alright, so next week uh, we are going to continue with the f- on the film tip and uh, I'm going to bring back uh, another friend from high school that I haven't seen in a long time, or I haven't even talked to for a long time, a friend, uh, Colin Lau a uh, great artist, really, really funny guy uh, and someone I haven't talked to in a while so uh, just, I mean, we've, we've spoken via text but we haven't had an actual conversation and we are going to talk about a film that we adored i had mentioned it a few weeks back uh it's a black exploitation film from the 70s but we discovered it when i was in i guess 12th grade and when colin was in 10th grade that's when we kind of hit it off uh it's a film called black belt jones uh it it meant a lot to us and we are going to look at it a couple couple of dorky dudes and we are going to try to look at it uh, with appreciation and, and because I, I really do think it's one of the best of that genre uh, I understand the timing might feel a little weird Colin mentioned it but I think we are going to go into this with honoring these artists because including one of the one of the the stars of this show is a guy named Jim Kelly who was like a, a legend for a while so I really want to see uh, what happened with his career and what went on there among other things and and I'm excited uh, if you guys can find it it's called black belt Jones uh, it's from sometime in the 70s I don't have the exact uh, release date in front of me but Oh man, it is a fun one. Uh, so I'm looking forward to watching that again and to talking about it with uh, somebody else who I knew. Uh, uh, we both grew up with a huge appreciation for it, and it's a guy who actually owns the soundtrack on vinyl for this uh, for this uh, really obscure film. So I'm excited for that, and I hope you guys show up for that. You can find me on Twitter at wctss. Uh yeah I'll uh, try to keep you guys up to date with what's going on with the show as well as anything else It'd just be nice to say hi uh uh keep following us on the Pom network uh, you follow us on iTunes give us a five star review if that's where you follow us or or uh, you know on SoundCloud wherever it is you find your podcasts I hope everyone once again is staying safe and enjoying uh the time with uh, the people that they get to spend their time with (laughs) once again this has been another episode of yours mine and the truth i'm travis welashen we'll see you next week bye